this isn't what you think it is. Nobody stores cotton candy like this. members i'm kate and i'm ariana and welcome back to a very very exciting episode of the nightlight horror movie club because today it's my turn (laughs) today we get to not be horrified today we get to have a nice chat and recover recoup from what happened to all of us on our last episode maybe you're not horrified (laughs) I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about killer clowns. And for those of you who didn't watch or listen to our Antichrist episode, basically Ariana asked the club, do you want to do something fucking dark and twisted like Antichrist or that I want to do? Or do you want to do something that Kate wants to do, which is something like killer clowns? And it tied. And then we did a tie breaking poll and that tied. And we covered Antichrist. But now here we are. Here we are. And I'm so happy. And that's why, Ariana, you asked what I am drinking. This is champagne. I am oh my God. so excited that this day has finally come. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. I have, champagne. Yes. Well, I put it on so many polls for our patrons to vote on. And one poll, it got 0%. I know. Well, that's the thing. You have to pair it with something everyone fucking hates. And then everyone will vote for it. You were right. You were right. And all, all, But all I got to say, started for the bottom... Now we here. So now we here. Cheers to right. cheers to the club. I finally get to cover this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> and I couldn't be more thrilled. Kate got her champagne. I got my beer because this is a beer kind of movie. This is a beer kind opinion. of movie. This is this is like a cotton candy and like cotton candy flavored vodka kind, kind of movie. Of movie. Yeah. <laughs> Popcorn. Well, why don't you, Ariana, for those who are unfamiliar with Killer Clowns, this 1988 sci-fi B movie creation why don't you give us like a creation little, little teaser a little synopsis. little teaser all right here's my teaser try to keep up it's pretty complex really though you should try to keep up killer <laughs> killer clowns from outer space is about clowns from outer space that are killing people <laughs> the end <laughs> well done i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Good job. And that's the episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm just kidding. We got we talked about Antichrist for two hours. Now it's two hours of clown time. All right. There is a lot to talk about. Let's be real. There is. But before we get there, before we get there, it's time for Club Bulletin. So first, we have to welcome back all of our club members. Thank you guys so much. By listening to this episode, you are automatically a club member, and we're just so excited that you're here. And just a quick shout out to our patrons. They're the people who get to vote on these movies. They're our club officers. They're our, in, our inner circle. We love them. Um, and we have two new ones, or two and a half, I'll say, new ones. <laughs> two and a half? Two and a half. So we have, um, you know, I'll say, okay, so we have... We have a club secretary, Laura Dindro, from the Jersey Shore. Super excited to have someone. One of your Jersey girls. More Jersey girls. I just went to Atlantic City. Yes. Yeah, girl. Then we have two new club members, two for the price of one. Um, it's As you guys know, Ariane and I are both veterinarians. So, of course, two of our club members are um dogs so bronco and khaleesi we are so oh my god we're so happy to have you (laughs) yeah we're just so happy to have our dog club officers voting on things i think they voted for antichrist they're sick 
I'm sure they did. They're twisted. Yeah. The dog dies in this movie. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Yeah, the dog does die. Spoiler, guys. Sorry, Bronco. Sorry, Khaleesi. <laughs> well, are you ready to pick a film genre? Where do you want to start, girl? I'm going to let you drive. Oh, you know. You know the genre. Do I know the genre? Is it? <laughs> you definitely do. Is it cult classic? Is it? <laughs> I was thinking something else. But Clown yeah, it's definitely horror? cult classic. Maybe corn horror? <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Ariana, I didn't even catch that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's corn horror. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So that makes this Children of the Corn, Troll 2. There's too many to count at this point. Jeepers there's Creepers. There's too many. Okay. Signs, kind of. Signs, kind of. Another fabulous entry into the corn horror genre. I'm so excited. This movie is very popcorn heavy, in case you were wondering, and we'll tell you why here in a minute, and it's going to blow your mind. Yeah, the popcorn is actually an important plot point, and for those of you who think I'm joking, I'm not. <laughs> I wish we were joking, but we're not. <laughs> but we are not joking. We are not joking. You could also call this like an alien invasion movie. Sure. Yeah. Sci-fi? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could, it's a... Listen, the original title... No. Yes! They're about aliens! They have a spaceship. Oh, my God. They okay. have a spaceship. You're going to say that they're There has not... to be science if it's science fiction. <laughs> There's science here. There's so much <laughs> science. Uh, Sure. Okay. Listen, you just didn't get it. Now, the original title <laughs> title was just like killer clowns, but they were like, people are going to think it's a slasher movie. So they're like, okay, let's just spell it out as neatly as possible. Yeah. It's a good title. Yeah. It's a good title. People, you know exactly what you're going to get, or at least I, I, think, yeah. I think you do. What did you, did you know exactly what you were going to get, Ariana? I did, but I thought it was going to be, because the trailer shows like goofy parts where people are dying. And I thought it was going to be like more deaths and more like torture-y, but it isn't. It's actually... <laughs> Very, very funny and very self-aware. You thought it was funny. Yes. Oh, that I makes did. me so happy. <laughs> I had literal laugh out loud moments, which is hard for me to do in a movie, especially movies <gasps> like this. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm actually like gonna cry. I have been so worried. It was like this and Fright Night and Signs that are like so close to my heart. <laughs> When did you first see this movie, Kate? I, you know, I was trying to think about that and I really can't remember because I've, I've seen it probably like five times in my life. Okay. Did you grow up watching it? No, I think I, okay. I found it randomly. It was like I was looking up like top 80s horror movies or something. Great. Something very yes. predictable for me. And I, found <laughs> and I found it. But I must have been at least a junior in high school because I was living away from home. Because I remember calling my dad and being like, have you heard of this movie? And, and he's, he's like, like, yeah, have I not shown you killer clowns? <laughs> It does seem like it's a staple of horror in the 80s. It is. It absolutely is. Or I think it must be. But I actually, that's all I know about this movie is just like finding it. I don't really know anybody else who has like seen it outside of the club. Because like we pitched, we pitched it to the club and people are, there is a certain group of people that was like fucking yes, killer clown. So it must be important to other people and not just me. I think it is. So I work with a, a nurse um, at my hospital and she actually, I forget what we were talking about, but she like, we were talking about horror movies maybe. And she brought up, like, she goes, what's that one with like clowns and they're like aliens. And I was like, killer clowns from outer space. And she was like, yeah. And she thought it was so crazy that I had heard of it. And yes. I was like, 
Because she's like a little bit older. She's maybe like in her 40s or whatever. So I think she grew up watching it. It's like a deep track, maybe. Oh, I love that so much. Okay, so I know that a lot of things get called like a cult classic, but then it's like they become so popular later. It's like that title doesn't really fit anymore. Yeah. Like Rocky Horror, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it really was. But like, it's so big now that like, I don't know if it it's like, yeah, sure. But this truly feels like a cult movie. Yeah, I think it became very, very popular with our generation. Did and it's it. definitely, yeah, so I think it's like on its way up in popularity. That, well, I have a feeling it is too, because I know that they've talked, and we're, uh, guys, I swear we're going to talk about the movie, but I know they had talked a lot. That we've been getting teased for literal decades about a sequel. Yeah. But I just, I've just learned recently it has been, I have realized that there is going to be a video game. Oh, wow. That would be fun. Listen, it's a Killer Clowns from outer space video game you know how i play friday the 13th the game yeah where, where you get to it's a multiplayer game and you're either jason or your camp counselor and you just go around killing yeah. people so it's the same producer as that game oh and it's the same concept so you it's like a multiplayer and you're either like the people the survivors or you're the clowns and you're playing yeah it's still That's in so beta fun. and i applied to be a beta tester so like fingers crossed <laughs> Do you want to play as the clowns or the people fighting the clowns? Either Obviously, one the clowns, is right? going to be a fucking riot, right? Like this is going to be a great game. <laughs> Damn, that's like such a good idea. I feel like it should have started as a video game and then became a movie instead of the other way around. Oh, for sure. But this was 1988, right? Yeah, I guess. Do you know if this movie was popular like when it came out? Surely not. I don't know. I mean, I think it was as popular as like a goofy horror movie can be. Uh-huh. Okay. But... I don't think it was like over the top because the eighties were like, that was like a huge time for horror movies. Yeah. There were so many horror movies and horror was so big. You just don't hear that many people talk about this one. Um, the way you hear them talking about like fright night or lost boys or any of those movies. So guys, if you like grew up with this movie or remember when it came out, send us an email. I want to hear if, if people like this movie then in 88, it's nightlight horror movie club at gmail.com. So back to killer clowns. Oh, 80s nostalgia. That's another film genre. Oh, yeah. That's uh-huh, a good one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like um, it. So let's play a little return on investment game. I don't know how it did critically, but I, I can get some like clues from how much money it's spent and made. OK, what are you going to guess for this movie for the budget? Oh, God. I mean, it's hard because the clowns like were so epic. Like, I feel <laughs> like the costuming must have cost a lot for them. But other than that, I did read something online that's a little bit of a cheat here that the most expensive prop in the movie is the gun that shoots popcorn. Yeah, it is. (laughs) You know how much it costs? I can't remember, like 10K? Yeah, it was like $7,000 and it took six weeks for them to make. $7,000 for a popcorn bazooka? Yeah, like in this movie, it has, I will say like, it is obviously not like the highest budget 80s movie by any means. Yeah. But it was, it, you can tell but when you're watching it, like this is a labor of love and like a lot of effort went into the details and the design and the practical effects, which I think this movie is probably the most famous for, like in horror, whenever I hear people talk about killer clowns, it's usually when they're talking about the visual effects from this movie. Yeah. What did you think about the visual effects? Um, I thought it was awesome. I mean, I, I definitely liked 
I, I'm curious to have you explain a little bit more about, and I'm hoping you looked into this because I did it, <laughs> like the costume. Oh, I honey. Yes, please tell me. But I mean, there's certain parts of the movie that I don't want to give away yet because we haven't talked about exactly, exactly yeah. the synopsis, mm-hmm. but there's certain parts that I'm thinking about that I'm like, damn, that's a really cool practical effect. I am so excited. I have I have a list of kind of like my top practical effects that I wanted to know how they did and I looked into. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about them as we go through the movie. Oh, yes. I'm very excited. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're excited because I did whenever I start trying to talk about like horror movie practical effects, like at work, people are not always into it. So <laughs> and that's why we have this club. Oh, we're so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I guess for budget to answer your original question, I'd probably say like, uh, I don't know, 80,000. Is that a dumb? That's what I thought. No. So like this movie costs $1.8 million to make. What? I know. I know, Ariana. I know. Listen, I don't know where that money went because this is clearly not like a super high budget movie, but I got to say the practical effects, guys, this is like pre-computers, right? Like this isn't CGI. Like so they're having to hire people and spend like a lot of labor time making all of these effects. And this is a very gag heavy movie. Yeah. That's all wow. I can think of. Well, also like the spaceship part, like not the practical effects part of the spaceship, but like them actually like being on set, like in the spaceship. It's a lot of sets. Different parts of that probably were expensive, I could see. Maybe that's where a lot of the money went. I feel like there are two different kinds of effects in this movie. So it's very heavily like colorized and themed to be very like bright and 80s and fun and I feel like they're in very like clowny there's a lot of like gags in it and it's there's effects that are like impressive effects that we're going to get to like the spaceship blowing up cool things like that but then there's also just like fun goofy set design effects where it's like the button is all the buttons in the spaceship are just like little foam buttons that they're just kind of pushing on. Yeah. And it's very obvious. It's just like a piece of foam. Yeah. Or that one like rotating door that they show like 800 times. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. They have to know that looks bad, right? Like, or maybe, <laughs> or, or maybe they didn't. Maybe in the 80s, they were like, wow, look at that cool rotating door. That's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, well, this is the 80s. This probably looks cool for them. Yeah. Like, I didn't think anything more about it. It's this goofy door. It looks like, how would you describe this door, Ariana? It's like, um, yeah, it's hard to explain, but it's kind of like a revolving door that only opens to certain areas, I guess. It's hard to explain, but it's also like, it it looks like the whole set looks like it's made out of cardboard. Yeah, it does. (laughs) And you can tell it's like not metal, but it's like painted to look like metal, you know? Yes. They use a lot of matte painting in this, which I'm going to talk about the art of matte painting later because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole quite yet. (laughs) Not quite yet. Um, but I do want to just a, a quick shout out to the visual effects artists, which they were mainly Ken Marshall, Bart Mixon, and the late Gene Warren, who were absolute legends. Gene Warren, he did like um, Pet Cemetery, The Abyss, Tremors, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Scream 3, The Mothman Prophecies, and he also did all the Underworld films. He was this wow. really cool old dude that was like one of the OGs for visual effects. And wow. he got an Oscar for his effects on Terminator 2. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it was almost exactly 30 years after his father won the same award for the time machine in 1960. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Isn't that so cute how it was like a little family yeah. business? Runs in the family. Yeah. They pass that creativity onward because the practical effects are always changing. And I just, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for them. I know. Bart Mixon is, people know him best for creating a uh, 
Tim Curry's Pennywise in like the 1990s it. Oh, okay. He created that entire look and costume. Wow. Yep. So cool people, really cool people. And I'm so excited to talk about the gags and the effects and how they did them. (laughs) Yes. This movie is definitely a comedy, which I didn't realize going into it. You didn't realize? (laughs) I thought it was going to be a comedy, but like not purposely. Ah, I if see. that makes sense. You yeah. thought it was going to be going more the slumber party massacre route, kind of, which is also purposely a comedy, but it's, tr- it's more of a satire. Right. Right. I think I thought it was going to be a satire or I thought it was going to be like tortury clowns. So it's kind of funny or it's supposed to be funny. And I didn't think I would like the clowns makeup and creativity behind the clowns as much as I did. And I didn't think I'd like the characters as much as I did. Oh my God, as well. me either. Yes. Yeah. I didn't expect this much like character development from a movie like this, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I think you liked this movie. I, am I right? Did you like it? Tell me if you liked it. I did like it. Yay. I think I liked it as much as I can for me yeah. having this kind of movie. I think this kind of movie tends to not be like my cup of tea, but I yeah. liked it as much as I possibly could That's with that in mind. Perfect. <laughs> That's all I could ask. I feel like yeah. I feel feel like an- that's what Antichrist could have been and like I almost could have liked Antichrist but it just it was way too far versus like something more on your side of like the horror that's not always my cup of tea would be something like hereditary maybe yeah something but I do like stuff like that and it, but it's just like holy shit I'm gonna have nightmares for a long time yeah and this is like the Kate version of that for you <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah yeah my question for you Kate is one of the first things I learned about you is that you have a major fear of clowns and yet you like movies like this. So my question is like, is this the clowns in this just like not scary to you at all? Or were they scary initially? And it's just super funny. So it's like not really scary to watch them murdering people. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) That's such a good question. And I was thinking the same thing because I am actually, I am still really afraid of clowns. Like they really freak me out. Um, and Pennywise freaks me out. Yeah. Like, so like there are like fake clowns that freak me out, but Terrifier 2 clown, which we're going to, I'll talk about that at the end of the episode, guys, stay tuned. If you're interested in a Terrifier 2 episode, um, like his look, it doesn't scare me. I don't think I haven't seen the movie. Um, but actual clowns scare me more than movie clowns like this. Like if I'm at a fair, which I really, yeah. And there's like, I remember the last time I was near like a, a real clown was like five years ago and it was at like a cute little local fair and i was like is that the nc state fair um it was in mississippi oh okay and it was fucking terrifying <laughs> really he was like telling jokes and juggling and he has face his face was painted and he had like a horn and i like couldn't get i wanted to get Ew, so he had far a horn? away yeah he did clown stuff he had like things up his sleeve oh for some reason i pictured like a horn like a unicorn horn. no that would be less scary i was like that's terrifying that can't that's something that like straight out of the mind of joss whedon right there just a clown with that's a unicorn horn you <laughs> you're like no like a horn you blow into like an instrument no like a honka honka horn oh okay oh got do it. you know what a clown is <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been anywhere with a real clown before. (gasps) You're so lucky. Wait, have you really not? I don't think so. If I have, like, I haven't internalized it. So I don't, I can't think of a time I've ever seen a real clown. I feel like maybe you're like, like subconsciously, like just keeping a wide berth from clowns. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. That's That's so, that's so real. I don't know. These don't aren't know, scary clowns, though. <laughs> yeah, they're they're barely clowns, although they're also very, very much clowns. It's hard to it's hard yeah. to explain. Yeah, they're 
the scariest clowns you could picture because their faces are like distorted and their bodies are like distorted and they're obviously killing people but like at the same time they're not scary at all at the same time they're like rushing to the scene with like a balloon animal dog on a stick pretending it's like oh my god that freaking scene got me so hard that's one of my (laughs) laugh out loud moments me too because up to that point, I didn't realize what kind of movie this is going to be. Yes. And then when I saw the freaking balloon animal dog, I was like, and it people it's on like a stick and he's like using it to track them and it's barking. It's barking. And I was like, oh, that's what kind of movie this is going to be. Got it. I'm here for it. Oh, this is going to be very goofy and silly. <laughs> it was like, OK, the clowns are in on it. The I love it. <laughs> The clowns are absolutely <laughs> in on the joke, 100%. Yeah. It's very yeah. silly. Wait, before I talk, because I, I think we should just dive into the plot soon, because, like, I need to talk about this movie. But I need you to guess how much this made in the box office. You said 1.4? 1.8 million dollars, which, honestly, in, today, in today's dollars is, like, four and a half mil. That's just- a oh my God, inflation is crazy. I know. Okay. Inflation is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody um, right now agrees with you. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I would say probably like um, three million. That is such a good guess. It's more like $43 million. I can't Are explain you it to kidding you. Me? No, I'm not fucking kidding you. 40. This movie, this ridiculous over the top more people not talking about this no one talks about this movie and it made 43 million dollars i didn't adjust that one for inflation because even just at 43 million that blew my fucking mind (laughs) and i love this movie what i just like that's great is that just when it came out like initially or is that like that's box office in theaters not since not how much is made in like dvd sales nothing like that wow that's insane had you heard of this movie like before me? No, not before you. And you're so into horror movies. I know. I don't. I'm not like huge into like 80s movies. So you're not that's really into. Why, yeah, you, you're a progressive horror person. You're like, we stop looking back. We got to keep moving forward. <laughs> I do like some old horror movies, but not all of them. Kate's like a OG horror fan. I'm like a, my dad uh, showed me all of these when I was really young, and it's affected me. <laughs> affected who I am I have the horror interest of like a 25 year old girl and of like a 58 year old man (laughs) it's pretty fun (laughs) that's great (laughs) well do you know before we go into the movie I just do I do want to talk about like the team that made this movie okay so do you know much about like the the Chiodo brothers no I don't yeah so this movie was basically made by three brothers which is really cool it was a team called their names are Stephen Edward and oh shit <laughs> charles okay charles Stephen, and <laughs> is it charles the main one no he's just the oldest one i i wouldn't call him the main one oh okay okay he's the, Got he's it. the eldest brother um the director is Stephen, um who is the middle oh. brother and Stephen is also one of the writers along with his little brother edward got it is Stephen your favorite because he's the middle like you um <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love that you knew that. He was my favorite because I was like, go middle kid, go middle child being the director and the writer. Yeah. You go. Yeah. Like they're all producers, obviously, but I was like, yes, go Steven, rep in the middle Steve. child. But I will say, Charles comes through because Charles, the eldest brother, he is Jojo the Clownzilla. Yeah, that's why I thought he was the main one, because I did see that, that he plays one of the clowns. Yes. He plays the main fucking the clown. clown. 
the yeah. big daddy. He plays the, the main clown. He plays the boss at the end that they have to fight. I'm so jealous of these three brothers as because like I have obviously have Emma, my little sister, and I have an older sister. And I'm like, if we could just put our minds together, if you guys just liked <laughs> horror like a little bit more, we could make the coolest movie. <laughs> Can you imagine the horror movie that you guys would create? That would be intense. We would never make it that far. We would it would be like a murder suicide kind of situation. <laughs> I think it's honestly not trying to be sexist, but it's a little different with sisters. <laughs> I could see that. I, like one of us would want to like change what someone wrote and it would be like ice silence Chaos. for like seven days. <laughs> there yeah. would be tears. My mom would be calling. <laughs> Your mom would be involved. <laughs> the, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The production companies would be like, we, we need a movie. It's been three years. What's going on? And I'm like, you tell her I'm not telling her <laughs> it, it could never happen, but I like to dream. Also, they hate horror movies. Oh, I would love that. I would be the producer. You would definitely be the producer. I'll pay you guys to do it. You're like, get me in that drama. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me in there. And then just a couple of people in the cast. I want to talk to Real fast. Did you expect the cast to be like this fucking cool? No. I mean, the characters too. Like, yeah. especially um, the girl. I like the girl. She had. You like Debbie. Yeah. She's a great actress. She had mad final girl vibes. Mm -hmm. And she was smart. She was a smart character. She was really fucking smart. She was resourceful. Yeah. But they do also have like the jokey 80s, like comedy there are two guys there that are like fighting over her and she's also like a damsel in distress, but they play it completely different. Yeah. Like the two guys are actually like really, really fun to watch together. <laughs> and they like grow on each other. Yeah. And then by the end they're like hugging and they're like hugging. They're like, we have cute. to go save Debbie. I'm like, this is so fucking cute. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> when I read this on, um, when I was researching all of this, I actually came across a lot of articles that talked about how this is like, it has like queer vibes. <gasps> it does. Oh, it super has queer vibes. I I mean, yeah. yeah, I picked up queer vibes, but like I pick up queer vibes from like the sidewalk, <laughs> like from anything. There's particularly two characters, I guess, that we can talk about later that are specifically definitely queer at the beginning. I think you know who I'm talking about. Are Kate. we talking about Mike Tobacco and Officer Dave? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the two guys that officer in the ice cream truck no the two guys that officer mooney arrests for walking around drinking wine in the park together oh yeah oh shit yeah i didn't get I, yeah they do have queer vibes oh 100 you don't think that mike and officer dave have queer vibes i yeah okay. i think they do <laughs> okay. i think there's like jokey vibes there too but i think those were like it's homoerotic yeah yeah i think that those two characters though that were arrested i think 100 the implication was that they were two gay guys which was really upsetting because they Holy were shit. very much mistreated by the police officers by but. officer curtis goddamn mooney i hate Again. to hear that because i love officer <laughs> mooney so much can I tell you about Officer Mooney? Yes, tell me. The the actor, you mean? Yes. Yeah, he's a badass. And the character. All right, guys, Officer Mooney is the funniest fucking cop character I've ever seen in a horror movie in my life. I love him so much, and I started writing down the things that he says. This is a hot take. Like, this guy always has one eyebrow raised at all times, and he talks like this. Yeah, he does. And he hates the town people, and he's an alcoholic, and I'm obsessed with him. He's drinking on the job. He's it's drinking great. on the job. And it's like hilarious watching him be like clowns. There are no clowns to even when there is like active clown attacks, like towards a literal him, clown is yeah. there. And he's still like, oh, well, silly clowns. 
I adore yeah, it. Yeah, he cannot let it go. He totally thinks everyone's <laughs> fucking with him until the end. Even when he's looking at this disgusting clown thing, he's like, you're not real. You're not real. You're just messing with me. And I'm going to put you, he puts him in jail. I don't know. Yeah. I fucking love Officer Mooney. And he, he like has ex-military vibes, like for sure. He's terrible. Um, the whole town yeah. is calling him being like, there are clowns. And he's like, everybody's joking with Officer Mooney today. Everyone's fucking with me. Yeah, it's like, or not. <laughs> I, this is, I wrote two of my favorite lines that he said that made me laugh out okay. loud. Um, one of them is, well, whoop de goddamn do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something my mom would say. It does sound like something your mom would say. Because your mom is cool as shit. And so is Officer Mooney. <laughs> Jesus. So funny. Whoop de goddamn do. I'm gonna that is absolutely being integrated into my everyday vocabulary. <laughs> Whoop de goddamn do. Whoop de goddamn do. <laughs> and then my second one, um, before I ran out of space in this corner that I made for Officer Mooney lines. Oh yeah. Um it <laughs> it's whenever he's arresting the clown and he goes, I'm supposed to read you your rights, but you're in Mooney's jail and you got no rights. <laughs> <laughs> that's the vibe guys it's ridiculous <laughs> it's over the top and amazing and like i love it's a trope i love these actors i i love yeah. debbie stone who you your fave your girl debbie yeah um for my seinfeld girlies she was i i had never watched any seinfeld but she was the neo-nazi in the limo episode and she Ooh, was yikes yeah i know <laughs> oh debbie <laughs> do us like that and Deb. then she was a uh, poppy who i guess was like jerry seinfeld's Feld's girlfriend for a bit Oh, and then cute. we have Mike Tobacco, who is Debbie's boyfriend, new boyfriend, her new boyfriend, because there are two boyfriends and it's great. Yeah. Mike Tobacco, played by Grant Kramer. And I was looking up because he's been in like a, he was mostly in things in the 80s. He was in Hard Bodies, which I'm really embarrassed to say I haven't seen. I feel like I should watch Hard Bodies. Is that a horror movie? No, it's like a 80s, like sexy comedy, but it's like a classic, oh, apparently. I don't know. Lorelai Gilmore said that people need to watch it in All right. an episode of Gilmore Girls. And I've kind of held <laughs> onto guilt that I haven't ever since. So you're like, well, if she says it, it if must she be says it, something. she's cool as shit. <laughs> it was like a season three Lorelai moment. I'm like, oh, shit. If she says it, I should really watch it. I love it. But also he's been he has like a lot of like small bit parts, but he is a key character in the Nick Cage horror movie that came out not that long ago. Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> what yeah he's the original so willie's wonderland you guys is this shutter movie or is it hulu no it's shutter for sure willie's wonderland it's like a five nights at freddy's but it's a horror movie and and nick cage is in it and it's great and we need we need to watch it we have to watch it but uh this guy mike tobacco he is like the original owner of like the five nights at freddy's location that like gets haunted in the movie and like puts on like a weasel suit and like kills kids Oh my god! Isn't that fabulous? Wait, no. There is a better Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and it's called The Hug, and it was recommended <gasps> to me by um, I forget if this is on Prime. I think for free, Killer Clowns is. It's on Hulu. Oh well, Killer Clowns is also on Prime, I believe, for free. But The Hug is also on Prime for free, and it's, it's literally so animatronics murdering children and eating them. I thought I told you to watch that. No, I no, I sent you the the video for it, and I was oh, like, "Oh, I thought I thought that was because you knew I liked that movie." It's like a oh no, <laughs> it's like a short movie. It's on Hulu. It came out like a couple years ago with one of their Huluweens, where they like drop a bunch of short movies. Oh, it's so creepy. It's like five minutes, and I have it saved to my favorites. I love that. Do shit. you really? Yes, I do. Oh my god, it's in my like Hulu my list. I fucking love that, guys. If you have Hulu, go look up the Hug. It's like a six minute animatronic horror short, and it it is gonna make your day. 
if you like Five Nights at Freddy's, it's basically that. Otherwise, it's like if you don't like Five Nights at Freddy's, it's like, all right, okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Wait, Kate, did you know that Nick Cage is coming out with another movie? When is he not coming out with a movie? <laughs> He's coming out with a movie in which he plays a vampire. <gasps> No, it's hilarious. No, and it's definitely a comedy, but I forget what it's called. But I, I saw it when I went to see Megan last night. First of all, I'm like angry <laughs> that you went to see Megan last night. I know I shouldn't be. And that's like not a fair reaction. But like I because Ariana and I saw the trailer to Megan for the first time together when we went to go see Barbarian. We live very far apart, so we don't get to watch many things together. And yeah. watching that robot doll do that little twisty dance. Oh my god! Yeah, that part was exactly what you'd expect. Perfect, based on the trailer. It was it was yeah. the best part. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, say no more. Was, uh, say no more. Pretty hilarious. I want to watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna watch James Wan. Not always my favorite. I always watch his shit though. Yeah, same. That's the problem. That's he the problem. gets you. He gets you to go to the fucking movies, even if he has a shitty movie. He has made a, a, a sweet chunk of change off of Kate. Is all I'm saying. Same. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> same. Ugh, but anyway, TBD about uh, Nick Cage. Yeah, sorry. We just quick Nick Cage tangent, per, as per usual. <laughs> One, oh, oh, shit, I didn't talk about Officer Mooney. I only talked about his character. His, the oh, person's okay. just as cool. So <laughs> this guy, he's um, his name is John Vernon. Um, he was a big actor back in like the 50s and 60s and 70s. He was in Animal House, Dirty Harry. And it's, oh, he was in Animal House? Yeah, he was in Animal that. House. And Who was he in Animal House? I don't know. You know? I haven't seen Animal House. <laughs> oh, you haven't? It's really good. You should watch it. <laughs> I feel like I should. That's a, I, that's like in, along in my guilt column with hard bodies. I'm like, oh, that's embarrassing. Like I should. I've also, I've never seen American Pie, but like I'm worried that one's not going to hold up. Yeah. All those. Oh my God. It's like, it's almost like it's too late. And I, you know, Friends, no, I haven't, not. I haven't really seen Friends before except for like at the dentist. Excuse me? I know. Friends, the TV show? The TV show. What the fuck? I just like... learned what everybody's names are. And I learned that because I got it wrong at trivia. Are you fucking kidding me, Kate? Yeah. I feel like I quote that on the rag and you like, it oh, just never. Well, I think it's just your wit. So <laughs> it goes one year. Not it's the just other. your wit like, and why charm. Is she saying these things. Oh, I'm like, she's, <laughs> she's so wacky and hilarious. And you're quoting friends. <laughs> she's wacky. <laughs> well, you can claim every single joke oh. is your own. I will never know. <laughs> Cause I'm not watching I will that do show. That. Cause I can't, I can't handle laugh tracks. They just make my skin throw up. Really? Mm -hmm. Aww. I can't. You stop hearing it after a while. You just need to binge it. <laughs> stop hearing it after a while. You stop hearing it. <laughs> it goes, it's bad, but it, it fades. It fades. Um, yeah. so back to, back to my, my one true love officer Mooney. So he is played by John Vernon and he is like, I love all the actors in this movie, but this guy is obviously leagues above all of them. I think that's fair yeah. to say. And I looked it up. It's because he's like very, very trained. So he went to the Banff School of Fine Arts in Canada. And then he also went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London. And oh, shit. Yeah. And then he was a stage actor. Like he was he completed an entire season um, doing Twelfth uh, Night at the Royal Shakespeare Theater in Stratford-upon-Avon, which is like a big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He was Malvolio, which is, I, I thought was interesting because it's not oh. that dissimilar of a character to this one. But yeah. He was also in um, he, he was on Broadway in America, too. Holy shit. He was in The Royal Hunt of the Sun with Christopher Plummer, who is also one of the most revered oh. actors of stage yeah. and film of all time. Yeah. So that like that's what sort of league he's in. So it's just like really fucking cool to then put him into this super mega heartfelt goofy ass movie. I I don't know. It's like 
Yeah, I agree. It was definitely a choice because he was one of the main characters and he definitely had a big role to play. So I think he definitely brought the star power to the movie. Absolutely. He got he got the screen time that he deserved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was an epic. I'm not even going to give it away, but (laughs) we'll talk about that later. It's so good. Yeah. And the only one more actor, and I swear we're going to start, but this is Officer Dave, who watching him and the other boyfriend, Mike, overact the whole movie was probably one of like my favorite parts of the movie. Favorite. It was yeah. so good. Like, but Officer Dave, he is played by this guy named John Allen Nelson, and he had like a lot of small roles on big shows. So he was probably on Friends, honestly. <laughs> probably on Friends. Everyone was. He was on the Santa Barbara, um, it was like an 80s soap, Santa Barbara. He was also on Baywatch. He was Baywatch. on, yeah, he was on 24. Oh, he was on Friends. He was on Friends. Oh my God, he was. He was. Wait, who was he on Friends? I looked it up because I don't, because I know Courtney Cox is Monica because I love Courtney Cox because Scream. And he was Monica's boyfriend, AKA the wine guy in the pilot. Oh, wow. That's a hardcore deep track. Yeah. That's like a Friends trivia question. Yeah, <laughs> right there. it really is. Yeah. He's a, he's a hottie. I could see that. He is kind of a hottie. But I know yep. him, for my musical girlies, I know him as the shitty dad and crazy ex-girlfriend, which is a show that I love but would never ask you to watch, Ariana. I would never, ever. <laughs> Why? You would hate that show. It's a, it's like an over-the-top, melodramatic musical <laughs> <laughs> about, like, a mentally ill stalker. It's fabulous. A stalker woman? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. But it's a comedy. It's fabulous. It's on Netflix. Everybody go watch it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, Rebecca Bunch's dad. So just a little, little fun fact. That was interesting to me. Anyway, anything else you want to share before we dive into the meat and bone? No, I don't think so. I'm ready to talk about the movie. Dive into the cotton candy. Let's go. The cotton candy of it all. Let's the do cotton it. candy of it all. Are you ready for the synopsis? Girl, I was born ready. I've been waiting for this day for over a year. <laughs> yes, I'm ready for that synopsis. Give it to me. All right, guys, get excited. Woo! All right. So the movie starts out and it's taking place as many 80s movies do with a teenager couple making out on a hill in a parked car. At the top of the world. Surrounded by a bunch of other teenagers making out in cars. They're all they're all necking and they're all so cute in 80s. <laughs> they're all necking. They all have like the radio playing. I don't know if this was like a thing that just like our generation didn't do or like Maybe there's no hills in Florida, but like I never did this. Yeah, there's not a lot of hills in. Well, no, we have hills in Mississippi, or maybe I just wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like because this was our parent generation, they like didn't oh. let us do this stuff because they knew what people would like go on drives for. They were like bulldoze those hills. We can't have the teenagers smooching on top of them. Yeah, put Walmart there. <laughs> That's really what happened. Go to the. Go behind a Taco Bell and... Yeah, like the rest of us are. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been better, right? Than being like, you want to go make out in the mall? (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) Next to Claire's, you got it. Because that's what we have. (laughs) That was our generation. That's what we did. (laughs) All right. So the particular teens that we care about, their names are Mike and Debbie. And they're looking up at the stars and they see a glowing object that's falling out of the sky, heading towards Earth. Really cool. And they decide to go look where it landed. Meanwhile, a nearby farmer also sees the glowing object and he thinks it's Haley's Comet, um, which I had to look up. You had to look up Haley's Comet? I didn't know what Haley's Comet was. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what did he say? And then I paused it and had to look it up. 
someone didn't get really into meteors whenever they were in ninth grade and it shows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You'd think with all my like science mini episodes and like what the moon is doing to us and blah, blah, blah. You think I'd fucking know about a comet, but didn't know about this the, a very 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 special the comet most famous <laughs> the most comet. famous comet <laughs> so you're like who <laughs> this comet is one that passes by earth every 70 to 80 years and it's the only comet that's visible to the naked eye from earth it's a big deal and i think the next time it's supposed to um be visible on earth is like in the 2060s so me and you will be in our 70s or dead you think we'll make it <laughs> <laughs> do you think we'll make it i'll call you and i'll be like Look up at the sky. Oh, look outside. <laughs> You'll call me. We'll be in the same house. We're going to be living together in our 70s. Absolutely. I will roll my ass over to you and be like, let's go look at Haley's Comet. And you'll be like, who? Who's that? Who's that? You know, you you should really tell them about this this farmer who you're just like glossing over. The farmer? Who is a scene stealer. Yes. Oh, wait. No, tell me what you mean. Oh, my God. This farmer is like going all out on his character like <laughs> cotton flab nabbit oh yeah what's that doing over there and he's got like a bloodhound yeah it's a little over the top oh my god it's the most over the top and it's it sets the the tone for the entire movie it's fabulous this is the problem i think i haven't seen enough like 80s movies to know when something is like over the top because it's an 80s movie versus over the top purposefully so here's i think that you're missing the most important point that it's more fun if you don't know <laughs> it's all a joke it's all, all great <laughs> <laughs> all right well there you go he's um over the top and he has a bloodhound <laughs> and really they're follow, they're following the glowing object to find it and when he gets to where it landed he actually finds a huge circus tent like structure gosh darn it the circus is in town <laughs> i think at some point he like punches the side of it or hits it and he finds out that it's like metal instead of like tent material and then the aliens or i guess they show you like the shadow of a clown walking behind it which doesn't really make sense if it's metal but okay that's the point ariana (laughs) (laughs) there's gonna be a lot of me being like i don't understand how this works but all right (laughs) ariana did you watch this movie Uh, they're alien (laughs) clowns from outer space i could only suspend my disbelief so far you're gonna have to suspend it a lot honey Uh, we haven't even gotten to the popcorn dog i mean the popcorn gun (laughs) so they basically the big picture is that they capture him and his dog there's like this clown that you don't really see, but he gets captured with his dog. And later we find out what happens to them. But for now, we don't know. They just show him being like ray gunned and captured. Did you look at that ray gun, though? No, it's like a toy. The ray guns in this movie are fu- no, they're not toys. They are specifically designed and there's like seven different types of them and they're gorgeous and goofy. And you can look up all like the art, like the, oh my God, the art that went into this movie is absolutely bananas. It's absolutely bananas. I think this is why I like Killer Clown so much because it's like goofy and dumb and over the top, but it's also like horror fun, but it's also like a lot of art and a lot of science. And there's a lot of science to the effects that they do, like, which I'll get into, but like, there's like a lot of like actual mathematics and stuff that goes into the the stuff that they're doing. It's really cool. Yeah. I kind of got a taste of that when I realized that every single clown had a name yeah I was like oh they named them all and they all yeah have like specific 
facial structures and and things like and that. voices cool. like yeah. voice styles Very you know cool. they, the clowns they had four molds and they were four different shapes and then they had two characters per mold oh and so they used the same they, they were able to save money by using the same molds but like the way they would paint them and stylize them and move them would be different. So oh. they had like a, a peanut shaped mold, like a triangle mold, and then like an upside down sort of triangle mold, and then a circular mold. Oh, you mean like for the head shape? For their for like whenever they were like a like a mask, because like at a mm. diff, at a distance they're clearly like rubber masks. Yeah, but up close they'll use a lot of puppetry. Oh, okay. So that's like you'll see a lot of facial movements and up close shots of the clown because they'll have like a clown head puppet that they're moving. Oh, got it. I was wondering how that happened, because now that you say that, it does kind of look like a puppet because it's like movement, but they're like, like very finite, you know, very small movements of the face, it's small, very detailed movements like the ears are moving yeah. and like certain parts of the cheeks. It's And it's kind of unsettling and unexpected. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Is now a good time to talk about the Chiodo Brothers and how like how they are special effects artists themselves yeah let's do it the director the writers the producers the the, the brothers that made this movie they are also like a special effects trio and so like they specialized in clay modeling and creature creation stop motion they were really into stop motion um really good at it and still working in stop motion and also animatronics which is like one of my favorite fucking Ooh, things yeah. so really into these guys and a couple of other projects they have done, which you will see some similarities in the mechanics of the killer clown masks. If you've seen any of these movies, because they, they have like a certain sort of style to them. Uh, Team America World Police, they made the puppets for that. The stop motion sequence from Elf in the beginning, they, they, they did that. The stop motion sequence from Elf. Which one was that? Bye, buddy. Oh, hope you find yeah. your dad. <laughs> I quote that constantly. Bye, buddy. Hope you find Bye, your buddy. dad. buddy. Hope you find your dad. Yeah, that, that's them. That's the Chiodo brothers. That's the people who made this movie. Not now, Arctic Puffin. Not now, Arctic Puffin. <laughs> See, I couldn't believe you. I was like, the stop motion, the best part. <laughs> Forgot. Um, yeah. Yeah. They do a lot of, um, or I don't, probably not anymore, but the Simpsons used to have a lot more like clay animation sequences for like special episodes and they would do those. And now, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but there's this new Marcel the Shell movie that's coming oh, out. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So they're um, the stop motion team that's involved oh, with that. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. It's really cool. And like their their skills were obviously extremely beneficial to them as like directors, producers, writers of this movie because the script leans so heavily on the effects. But right. You know, you can't direct, produce, act, write, rewrite, and lead the effects team at the same time. So they really did rely on a lot of artists. So I'll talk more about that as we go through the different special effects scenes. But it super, super was a team effort, including the writer-director producer team, which is something I feel like you, you don't get anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that family vibe of like... Yeah. Like, the, like more heart, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like people being like in it for the same goal and it's yeah a shared vision yeah shared vision i think in my head i can only come up with like one instance that i can think of in this movie that's obviously stop motion but obviously when we come to things let me know what is and isn't so that i can remember i will let you know yeah okay there's not a lot of stop motion in this movie i will say right yeah i couldn't think of it but i just thought of mm -hmm. one but i can't think of anything else besides the one scene so let me know but i'll let you know okay <laughs> Um, so Mike and Debbie arrive at the circus tent spaceship a little while oh, yeah. later. Debbie, because like Debbie's like, look at that comet or whatever. 
And Mike's like, that's way over there. And she's like, no, it fucking isn't. It's like right there. Let's go. Let's go. I saw a lot of you and Debbie. This is an example of Debbie being like, no, you're fucking stupid. Like, she's not like a a flat character by any means. I like her compared to a lot of other 80s like female leads. I feel like she has a a pretty good character depth. I think so, too, for the 80s, especially. And like, does this movie pass the Bechdel test? I don't think it does. Oh, yeah, it does. But it's like the mom talking to the daughter. So like, and the mom talking to the aunt. You know what? I'll take it back. It does pass the (laughs) test. So (laughs) never mind. And I don't know what these clowns are. Wait, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember which scene you're talking about. You don't remember the little girl at the burger shop? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. No men talk in that scene. I guess not. I mean, does it count if it's a child? Because you're not going to talk to a child about men. The the two two adult women talk in the burger shop. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. We'll take it. Listen, yeah. <laughs> for, eight, for 1988, we will take it. Yeah. That's more than most movies today. So. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So Mike and Debbie arrive at the circus tent spaceship and they enter the structure and find a bunch of strange, bizarre rooms. And they suspect that the tent is actually a spaceship. And by they, I mean Debbie, because she's like, this is not a normal fucking tent. Debbie figures it out immediately. She does. Yeah. Faster than I would have figured it out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she's pretty sharp. She's super sharp. Like this, like we like Debbie. (laughs) We really like Debbie. Like (laughs) Debbie walks in. Also, there's no like super smoochy romance scene. Like they really avoid that the whole movie. It's just like establish their boyfriend and girlfriend. And they're going to like act like actual boyfriend and girlfriend and just like, you know, take the piss on each other all the time and like yeah. take the piss out of each other and then just like dare each other to do fun things. I'm like, yeah, that's like a realistic relationship and that's fun and I like them. Well, let me just say, Kate, I don't think at any point do they define themselves as boyfriend and girlfriend. I think when she introduces him, she says, this is my friend. And the only time she does that is to Dave. So you're like, is he really your friend or is oh. she introducing him as a friend because it's her ex? But they never say that. Oh, so maybe they're like early dating. Right. Because I remember that specifically because that was a big part of why everyone was saying this had like homoerotic vibes because they were like, are they even really boyfriend and girlfriend? Man, well, if they're not boyfriend and girlfriend, like Mike is really into her because he goes through a lot to, to help <laughs> yeah. out Debbie. I mean, I mean, maybe he's friends. Yeah, maybe they're they're good. Yeah, friends. maybe they maybe they care deeply about each other. And they also have champagne at Lover's Lane. Get your head out of your hat, Ariana. <laughs> they're in love. Are they? Is that all it takes? That's all it takes. That's all it takes. All right. <laughs> OK, so now we're about to find out about the fucking cotton candy of it all. So yeah, we are. <laughs> they find a giant ass room that just has these like giant pink cotton candy pods. And there's probably like 30 of them hanging around the room. So fucking cool. And they think it's like, I don't know what they think it is, but they like at some point pull a piece of it off and it just happens to be right over the face of somebody. <laughs> Someone they know. <laughs> and it just happens to be yeah, the farmer that was just like taken con flabbit he's dead yeah and mike recognized him and he's like oh fuck and then if you notice right next to the farmer there's a a little mini pod and that's the dog oh <laughs> Do that's kind of i kind of like that you know it's this little i actually friend. think that's funny that they cocooned the dog they in cocooned the candy. dog yes um because i looked it up on does the dog die and it counts as a yes. And this is what's so funny about it is yeah and i i looked it up prior to me seeing the con candy pods and it was like, yes, the dog dies because he gets cocooned in a cotton candy pod. And I was like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? I was like, what is about to happen? Wait, 
so like you paused the movie yes. to see if the dog was dead yes because i was like god damn it so i googled it and it's like cotton candy pot and i was like is this a fucking joke? I was like, this movie's about to get fucking wild. You're not wrong. Um, yeah. You're absolutely so. not wrong because so far, all we have are these two. You don't know what it is yet. It's like just two guys, two yeah. people on Lover's Lane, a mysterious meteor, a clown tent. Oh and then it's God. like cotton candy pods. What the fuck? It's incredibly ridiculous. Is this going to get silly? Is I this, feel like this might get silly. It's going to be like really silly or like a little bit silly <laughs> and then i was like oh okay it's gonna be really silly got it really silly <laughs> um so just to kind of give you the vibe i guess the farmer is like clearly dead slash starting to liquefy slash being gelatinized like i guess the point is is that like when they cocoon you you're dead all right yeah like you're dead and then they put you in a cocoon for reasons that we'll for figure reasons out later. to be tbd <laughs> tbd yeah um so they're to like digested so they decide yeah they decide to get out of there so they decide to run and they see a clown and it's chasing them with a bazooka that is shooting popcorn it's, it's, it's that's his weapon of choice it's a good one and it turns out to be a really powerful weapon it's like, oh, that's so like ridiculous. This clown is shooting popcorn. But then it turns out the popcorn's kind of important. The popcorn's you know important to the plot. That totally makes sense. I didn't even get that far. But yes, it's it makes sense later when we find out what the popcorn is that that is I I guess why I don't know. We'll find out later. Um, you will find out later. Hey, I just <laughs> I want to say one quick thing, which is at the beginning of this movie. I mean, at the beginning of this recording at the, of this episode, Ariana, I was like, are you so excited to talk about this movie? She's like, oh, my God, it's so deep. There's so much to talk about. It's so deep. <laughs> we just covered the Antichrist. We just covered Antichrist, which is so deep, devastating. We're all still processing it. I had people write in and, and literally say in, in on Instagram and emailing me, we need a palate cleanse. <laughs> oh my god yeah. so joe, our, our good friend joe wrote in and was like i this isn't what i signed up for like really thank you. yeah and then said joe. thank you for the trigger warning i'm good <laughs> <laughs> if only i had that option joe oh my god you guys but this it's not movie that is bad like, it, it's like it's pretty bad you guys but it's, it's really like not this movie though is like such a palate cleanser it's just so easy and chill but it does also it's not just like flat like it does have layers which i appreciate yeah i agree and i think that's why i enjoyed it not many goofy movies have layers i didn't think it was gonna be like complex as it is i thought it was gonna be simple and dumb and not go anywhere so i'm glad i'm glad for these also, layers. shout out to three brothers for writing like a really good female character yeah i was gonna say yeah. Bet y'all have strong women in y'all's lives. Hell yeah. So once they're outside of the spaceship, another clown joins them. And this clown is the one that makes a balloon animal dog that is at the end of a stick that is barking <laughs> and chasing them and tracking them. It's tracking them. And this is the point in the movie where you're like, oh, I understand where this is going. Is was is that when you understood that's exactly when I was like, oh, got it. <laughs> Were you like, oh, I'm signing on or oh, I'm signing off? No, oh, I'm signing on. The whole time I was like, yes. oh, thank God. I was so annoyed. But then I was like, all right, this is pleasantly surprising. <laughs> yes. No, this was good. I liked it. I was like, all right, I'm here for it. Because again, I thought the clowns were going to be like, creepy and like murdery and like in a bad way like I didn't think they'd be like 
in on the joke and I appreciate them being in on the joke. So, yes. Mm -hmm. And and I purpose, I purposefully did not tell you the vibe of this movie. Yeah. I just said it was eighties. And I, cause I knew that your brain would think it was slumber party massacre, like just typical B horror movie. Cause there's so many of those. Yeah. And I knew you didn't know anything about this movie. And one more thing again, practical effects are fascinating. The balloon animal dog. So like the whole joke is like the two, the two of them escape, Debbie and Mike escape and the clowns are trying to find them. He makes a balloon animal of a dog, puts it on a string and it's like, ruff, ruff, and like searching for them. They, so that the, the dog would pop, right? Cause it was actually balloon. So they put latex legs on it. So it wouldn't pop oh. whenever they were running it along the pine straw. Oh my God. That's funny. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> they, these people, they just like thought on their feet. These are the people who are like inventing this stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh shit, how do we do? <laughs> no one else has made a balloon dog before. <laughs> like, how do we do this? <laughs> think outside the, think outside the box. They did. They yeah. really did. And I, and I love it. Cause that, yeah. that was also a laugh out loud movie moment for me. Yeah. That was the first of many for me. All right. So we have Mike and Debbie and they escape and they're going to the police station to warn the police. And not they before were... they got shot with a popcorn gun. Oh, yeah. They get shoot with a popcorn gun. Yes. Yeah, um, popcorn stuck all over them. <laughs> so they report the incident to um, two officers that are there. A young officer named Dave, who's Debbie's ex-boyfriend <laughs> and an older it. officer who is Curtis Mooney, who we already talked about, like her mudgeonly old dude. Like it's kind we of love an them asshole. Both. Yes. <laughs> and Mooney is over the top. Like he's an over the top asshole. Like even to Dave, who's like his partner. I feel like Mooney, like, t- like this guy took the script and he's like, I got it. He's like, I understand what you're trying to do here. And, and I got I'm, you. And I'm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Mike and Dave take Debbie home. And then Mike, re- Mike decides to take Dave to show him the circus tent. He's like, let me show this to you because we're not crazy. Like Debbie saw it too. Like, let me take you there. I love this tension between Mike and Dave. Yeah. Cause like Mike is what? Like high school age. Like I think the no, implication. They're in college. They're in college. Cause okay, they make it okay. clear it's a college town. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're in college, but Mike is presumably younger than Dave. Like 21, I think. And Dave, cause Dave is like a, you know, a police officer. Maybe they're not, maybe they're the same age. I don't know. I think the implications Dave is supposed to be older because he is a lot more mature too. He's got authority. I don't know if he's mature. He literally gets jealous and puts the other guy in handcuffs. I don't know if he, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the rest of the movie though, he does have moments where he's more mature. I mean, he like, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, but anyway, he's a, good cop. he's a good cop. Yeah. So when they get there, the tent isn't there and they decide to return to um, where all the teens were making out and they find that all the cars are empty and abandoned. That's right. And one of them is filled with pink dun dun cocoon cotton candy shit. Oh, no. It's um, just like all cocooned and there's like glasses sitting in it. And it's oh, the yeah. perfect glasses scene. from someone that you saw like previously. Yeah. Who was wearing very obvious glasses. Yeah. Like very. Yeah. <laughs> I love this scene for many reasons. So it's the scene where Officer Dave like realizes, OK, these these guys aren't messing around. There actually is something funky going on. But it's also hilarious because Mike's delivery, the boyfriend's delivery is so good when he's like, that's my friend in his eyeglasses. I, he, they got him. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell me he doesn't say it just like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like frustrated that th- this officer isn't listening to him. He's like, well, they got him. He's dead. Yeah, he's he definitely has moments where he's like over the top acting, but like in a funny way and on purpose. In a funny way. Yeah. Like, I actually think that they're like they're both overacting. Everyone in this movie is overacting, but it's intentional and it's hilarious. And I really like it. <laughs> yeah. There's another part that I'm going to talk about, too, that is like a major overacting moment that I thought was really funny. A laugh out loud moment. Oh, my God. But... Please tell me <laughs> real, real quick. I have one more thing about the Jeep. So the Jeep that's covered in cotton candy. This is just a little special effects hint little special effects behind the scenes so even though this was a much higher budget than i thought at like a whopping 1.8 million they still had to rent all of the cars they used oh god which is why in in a later scene with the ice cream truck truck it's very obvious that it's like sped up because they're not allowed to speed because they've rented these cars <laughs> But also the Jeep, they rented that Jeep and they put all the cotton candy webbing in it. Um, But whenever they used a solvent to take the cotton candy off and to clean it, it actually damaged the interior and it cost them $3,000. Oh, my God. That doesn't surprise me at all. That shit was everywhere. It was everywhere. And it was messy. had to take that down. That's right. And they were like this. And even in like the movie, they're like, this isn't cotton candy. This is something like otherworldly. So it's not actually cotton candy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like this thicker cotton candy consistency. And obviously they're using it to like cocoon people. Bundle up. Yeah. (laughs) Dead bodies. Yeah. Yes. So the rest of this where a big part of the middle of the movie is basically like multiple scenes where Clowns are performing like pranks and circus acts that result in the death or capture of the townspeople. Um, Mm -hmm. And they capture them by using their giant toy looking ray guns (laughs) to like cocoon them. There's a lot of like clown gags, like clown specific gags. Hold on. I have a list. Oh, good. I was going to say. Yeah. So I made I started making a list of all the clown gags because honestly, there are so many clown movies out there and it's they're all lazy. Let me just say they're all lazy because they don't make any clown jokes. (laughs) (laughs) We need more clown jokes. We need more clown jokes. And this is from someone who hates clowns. But like they make they make um, reference to like there's a lot of popcorn jokes. It's like a big point that we'll get to the balloon animals, the cotton candy. Um, They have squirty flowers. They do the squirty flower gag. Mm -hmm. Um. They have a clown car. Yep. Pies. Pies. Whipped cream pies that melt people. And then my favorite, (laughs) you know what? Actually, I don't even know if I should say. Did I make a list? I'll tell you this. I made a list of my three top clown gags that they did in this movie. But I'm going to save them till the end. So please continue. Okay. I thought you were going to say shadow puppet. Is that your number one? I'm not telling you, but that is a fabulous, <laughs> fabulous, fabulous scene. And we're not there yet. Oh, my God. Well, we are there yet. So Are we? Okay, fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So we have... Tell them. Mike and Dave driving up to a scene, and there's a clown on one side and, like, a bench of people waiting for the bus or something on the other. And the clown starts doing, like... Funny shadow puppets, um, like on the wall behind them. And it's like, oh, it's a bunny. Oh, it's a, you know, cat or something. And then all of a sudden it starts turning into like things that are just. It was a clown. Wait, no, I wrote it down because it was fabulous. It was a clown. And then it was um, 
uh, it was a mermaid. It, and then it was Washington qu- crossing the Delaware, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, like it gets more and more complex to the point where you're like, okay, this is like magic and like not at all mm-hmm. real. Like it's him doing... <laughs> Like a mermaid that's dancing that is like, obviously, so this is the part where I know it's claymation, like stop motion, because it's, it's very not. obvious. Wait, really? No, it's not. Oh, so wow. tell them the whole scene and then I'll tell you how they did it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So basically it's just like progressively weirder and weirder. And you're like, oh my God, this is definitely not real. And then he creates a dinosaur with glowing eyes as a shadow puppet. And then the dinosaur like comes to life almost and just like eats the people that are waiting for the bus and then the clown puts the people who are now shrunk pieces of popcorn into his bag that's filled with popcorn (laughs) and either he was feeding people to the popcorn or he changed the people into popcorn and the popcorn is the clown's larval form which is something we find out later like i don't really understand that part of it (laughs) Don't worry about it. We don't we don't ask questions. It's fine. We don't ask questions. No. <laughs> so I will say you're actually right. So the, the, most of the shadows are stop motion animated. Okay. Most of them. So they shot this scene. They shot this um, on a wall in Santa Cruz on a brick wall and with, with just the actors. And then they recreated. And this is where the math of what goes on in this movie, <laughs> the math of the special effects comes into play. So they... They recreated the sidewalk and the brick wall at 124th scale. Oh, wow. Yes. And then then they animated the shadows on this scale so that it would follow the contours of the building in a realistic oh, way. And they projected it onto their and, mini? Yeah. Then okay. they, yes, exactly. Then they composited it onto the film. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that so genius? Damn. And then the T-Rex, you'll notice the T-Rex looks different and that was intentional. Okay. So you mentioned like the T-Rex, it, the, the shadow puppet turns into a big T-Rex and it eats the people, which yeah. is a, a tremendous effect for 1988. I just want to say yeah. like it's human actors and then this like shadow puppet that swallows them. So th- th- this is rotoscoping, which is a really cool technique where you manually create like a matte painting of an element on a live action plate or screen. And then it like you basically blend them together. So they oh. made the T-Rex be able to like eat the actors. It's really fucking cool. Whoa. And then right after that, there's a whole bit where Mike and um, Officer Dave, Mike just freaks out and like grabs the steering wheel and tries to hit the clown. Yes. This is the part what I was talking about, the overacting part that cracked me the <laughs> fuck up. Yes. So the freaking clown. So they like drive. And by they, I mean, Mike freaks out, like causes Dave to drive his car really quickly at the clown. And the clown just jumps and just goes into like fucking space. Like he just jumps up and is gone. And he's just gone. And it was so funny because I don't remember the exact line, but like Dave turns to Mike and he's like, what the fuck was that? And Mike was like, sorry, I just freaked out for a little bit. And then they just like, and then they just start calm all of a sudden. They're just like, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, like I get it I get it I love watching Matt and Dave like bond and like understand each other yeah. like Matt or like Matt yeah Matt literally like grabs the steering wheel of a cop car and like, is like running it towards a brick wall you mean and Mike? Like, yeah Mike Mike <laughs> grabs the steering wheel of the cop car and is like running it straight towards the brick wall and he's just like I'm sorry I freaked out and Dave's like I get it bro like it's fine let's go he's check like, on Debbie I get it. yeah <laughs> so funny and then they're just like normal 
then it's fine. They get over it. This is what I mean. This is what I mean by some of the, like, and I hate to be like a stereotypical, like nineties comedian, but like men getting into a fight and then women getting into a fight. Yeah. <laughs> and like the depth of it, they just, <laughs> whoop, and then they move on. They're good. They're going to be besties. It's fine. In a we don't, we don't it's hold fine. grudges here. They hold no grudges. <laughs> women are like, this is my box of grudges. <laughs> yeah. And you're in there, whether you know it or not. You're deep in there for multiple reasons. You're deep reasons. in there. <laughs> <laughs> One more special effects fun fact. Yeah. The clown jumping straight up, which I thought was really neat. Yeah. That's basic rear projection. So, like, they filmed the scene of the car, like, careening towards the brick wall. And then they just had, like, a like a screen that they could project from the back that would show the video of the clown jumping straight up. And then they filmed that. Whoa. Damn. That's what I'm saying. Wow. It's creative and cool. Yeah. Shit was so much harder before CGI. That sucks. Way harder. <laughs> and I have a note that I wrote down on my um, little notebook that I scrawl into while I'm watching these movies. And I still agree with this. And it says special effects now might be better. Practical effects may not be as good. But they're definitely more fun. Yeah. Way more fun. Yeah. I know Smaug looks like a lizard and costs like $8 billion, but I don't fucking care. I will take this clown <laughs> jumping straight in the air for $200 any day. Yeah. It's cool because we can learn how practical effects are done, whereas like CGI is just like... And then coding. we put it in the computer. And I'm not yeah. saying it like, like it, there's a lot of effort that goes into it, but it's, it's a different type of effort. It's, it's, a, it's, it almost makes it more science than art. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I can feel the fusion of like art science in this movie. I think the art part of it is hard for people who don't code to understand. And I think that's the trouble. It's like me and you, it's like easy yeah. to think about like a video on a video. Like that's fun. But like coding is so complex. You're probably right. Cause like Nick, my husband, like he codes and yeah. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he shows me what he's up to and he's like, look, I made this. I'm like, I don't know what you're like. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, I have no idea, but I'm so proud of you. And that's really cool. Oh my God. So you're right. We just, but I, there's, I don't know something about it. Something about it works better for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's more pleasing for my brain. Less uncanny Valley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's more pleasing to my uh, brain. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like you have to be really good CGI in order for it to look good. And if it's shitty CGI, then it's shit. Honestly, even good CGI these days, it just doesn't fit. Yeah. I'm I'm a snob, though, I yeah. will say. I'm a snob about this stuff, and I'm probably wrong, but I hate CGI, mostly. Yeah, the CGI that creeps me out is the like the kind where they will like recreate people like for example in like the new star wars not that i'm like a star wars person or anything but are you a star wars person no will watches the oh. cgi youtube videos all the time and they had this one that was like telling how they like recreated the main guy whoever's fucking whatever his name is from like the original star wars and like which they, one there's a couple of main guys the guy Han that's Solo like the brother or? of princess leia whatever luke oh my yes, god you luke are not Skywalker. a star wars girl <laughs> I was trying to think of his real name. I don't remember his real name. Um, Matt, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yes. So they, like, created Mark Hamill. Oh, my Hamill. God, Ariana. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about Star Wars, but, like, Jesus Christ, his name no, is I, Luke I Skywalker. Knew, I knew Luke. I couldn't think of the actor's I name. I knew it at some point. Quick, fast. Who's the villain of Star Wars? One, two, three, go. Darth Vader. Okay, good job. <laughs> Darth I was Maul. waiting for you to say, I thought you were going to say Emperor Zurg. And I'm proud of you for Emperor not getting that wrong. <laughs> what is that? Buzz Lightyear? It's, yeah, it's Toy Story. Quick Love Toy it. Story reference for you. Love it. You think I know Toy Story better than fucking 
<laughs> Nick knows Toy Story. Nick has a a Mrs. Nesbit figurine. Okay, full disclosure, my sister got it for him. <laughs> You're totally all about that fucking figurine I'm too. All, I bought him so. a Pizza Planet shirt and Pizza <laughs> Planet sure pajama did. bottoms. And he's so cute when he wears he has a Pizza Planet hat. Oh my god, he's so cute. Oh I'm sorry. God. I'll stop I talking can't. about my adorable fucking husband. I can't. Sorry. I can't. <laughs> he distracts me. So you guys cute. in your freaking Toy Story and Shrek shit, I just can't. Oh my god, our Shrek shit is a whole other game. <laughs> we don't have time to unpackage, unpack the Shrek shit. SpongeBob too. That's like top 3. We, yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's if you guys want to know a little bit about me and Nick, SpongeBob, Shrek. What was the third one? Toy Story. And Toy Story. Toy Story. The end. The end. And Lilo and Stitch. The end. Wait, I didn't know you like Lilo and Stitch. Oh my God, I am Lilo. <laughs> <laughs> I've never related to anyone in any movie more <laughs> my entire life. Well, I've never seen it. Kate, you know this about me. I don't watch kids' movies. Ariana! 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 Kate. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. I'm going to move on because we have to talk about killer clowns. But if you think I'm forgetting that you just <laughs> told me you've never seen Lilo and Stitch, I haven't. Because guess what, bitch? You're also Lilo. <laughs> You're also fucking Lilo. Oh my god. Do not watch it without me. We're watching it in New Orleans. End of discussion. All right. All right. I have to be drunk. Kaylee will but we be got so it. excited. <laughs> Yeah, that seems like Haley's vibe. I see like she'll I be so like relieved. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be the palate cleanser. Yeah, we're going to New Orleans to do a spooky trip. We're going to tell you more about when we get closer to it. But we're bringing our friend who does not like spooky shit at all. She's but also she's going to do it all with us, right? She is. Okay, because good. she doesn't like spooky shit, but she also has like significant FOMO. <laughs> And we take advantage. <laughs> exactly. And we take advantage, which is how we got Emma onto the podcast in the first place. So <laughs> It's it's our angle and it works for us. So we're going to make her like tour cemeteries and go on like feminist ghost tours and, you know, shit like that. But then we go home, pop in Lilo instead. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that on for Have her. a good time. <laughs> yeah, decompress. Decompress. Aww. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. Back to Mike and Dave. All right. Mike and Dave. So now we're at the best scene in the movie, which is when Officer Mooney is confronted by a clown. <laughs> But let me kind of back up and tell you how things have been going for Officer Mooney this whole time. So, yeah, <laughs> this guy is under the impression that the teenagers of the city are pranking him like the whole movie. He thinks it's all a joke. Everyone's pranking him. No one can convince him. Like when he hears it from Mike and Debbie, he's like, that's not a thing. He gets a million calls from citizens. He's like, that's not a thing. He gets a call from Dave, his literal partner, saying that this is real and that clowns are murdering everybody. And he still thinks that the kids are <laughs> fucking with him. He's so useless. I love that scene where, like, the phones are going off the hook. It's, like, just him and the police precinct. Yeah. There's, like, ten lines ringing. There's literally ten phones in front of him, and he's answering them at the same time. Like, what do you mean a clown? <laughs> That's just goofy. Hangs up. Hello? <laughs> a clown delivered a pizza? I've had about enough of this joke. Pours himself a whiskey. Keeps Pours going. Pours a whiskey out of the filing cabinet. <laughs> doesn't give a shit. And I adore that. Yeah. I love the energy that Officer Mooney brings to this movie and to my life, to be frankly. <laughs> to He's be a big part of frank. your life. Yeah, I, I embrace this. Yeah. So now we're at the part where he sees a literal clown come into his precinct and mm -hmm. he's still in denial and he thinks a teenager <laughs> is dressed as a clown. I just can't. The denial is so funny. It's hilarious because there definitely is a trope of like people in authority and like 
adults in like movies, not believing children and not believing the people who have seen these things. And he is like the epitome of that trope. And I love that they really leaned into it. That's exact. Ariana, I'm so glad that you appreciated that because (laughs) that like every single movie, someone, every single horror movie, someone doesn't believe someone that they should actually be believing. It's like their wife or their kid. And it's like, maybe you listen like a little bit. And this guy, (laughs) everyone's screaming at him and calling him and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He does not care. He does not give a fuck. He, what did he say? He's like, oh, I didn't get out of Korea for this or something like that. That's right. He's very clearly ex-military. whoop de goddamn do. Yes. And the clown. Yeah, the clown is the moment where he says, this is the part where I read you your rights, but this is Mooney jail and you got no rights. Yeah, he's a total asshole. The clown just kind of looks at him. The clown is like, doesn't talk like they don't speak English. Right. So they're just like creepy and tall and don't say anything. But they talk like, um, how would you say they talk like Sims? (laughs) (gasps) Oh, my God, they do. No wonder I love them. Gibberish. (laughs) Yeah, if they speak in Simlish and it's great, but they have like different tones. So yeah, it's I was like going to say what it sounds like is and I actually wrote this down because sometimes when they laugh, it sounds like when you scratch a record, like if you're mm. a DJ, that's what it mm-hmm. sounds like. It's just like like cacophony. Like, I don't know how to how to define it, but it's just have like a lot of tones. Halo? <laughs> no, you haven't played Halo. No, I haven't, Kate. okay um so there's an alien in halo oh my god guys help me out it's this alien in (laughs) halo and it sounds exactly like these guys hold on it's like one of the first ones that has a shell shell halo alien no not those i don't know who it is guys but these killer clowns sound exactly like the little short pawn aliens in the original halo (laughs) they're like There's like 10 listeners who are like screaming the name of this alien at you right now. There's more than 10. Honey, do you know how many halos there are? (laughs) No, 10 listeners. 10 listeners. Right. No, still. I think there are more halo fans. Oh, really? Yeah. Did I tell you about the time I got kicked out of a halo um, competition? No. Well, I'll tell you about that later. But (laughs) they talk like halo alien. So these clowns sound like halo aliens. They do. And so he sees a clown and again, he doesn't believe that it's a thing. He thinks it's a teenager. So he arrests the clown and puts handcuffs on it. And the clown literally sheds its hands with the handcuffs to like regrow his hands and like get out of the handcuffs. And so he like looks down and he's like, oh, and he's fucking holding the alien's hands with the handcuffs in his hands. So he's like, doesn't internalize like, oh, I guess this is real or I guess they're not. He pushes that down. He's like, I'm going to push this down. I'm going to have another shot of whiskey out of my file cabinet and not worry about this. He arrests the clown and puts it in jail with the two people that he arrested earlier. Tell, wait, tell me more about the two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, when we meet Officer Mooney and Dave, we are basically we are introduced to Officer Mooney when he's arresting two like younger guys um, and they're kind of dressed like alternative or whatever. And they just have yeah, like, a, they, they look like goth kids. To yeah. Me. They're just like quick condo, but they're like college age, I would say. So, well, they're definitely in college because officer Mooney has a big problem with college kids. Yeah. Yeah. He's like these college kids, whatever. Like I found yeah. them in the park drinking wine. And so like the vibe is definitely that they're gay. Like that's, I didn't question it at all. That's why I even Googled like 
if this movie had other things that I missed when I watched this, I was oh. like, Oh, there's probably more of this like references that I miss. But in reality, like everything else the internet said was like questionable, but this part I was like 100%. Like that's the oh. implication. It's so funny that you and then he jails them and you think it's like a homophobic thing. Yeah, 100 percent. Oh, that's why I was like, oh, that's fucked up. And it made me obviously hate him even more. And I guess that was the thing that we were supposed to do. That was totally missed on me. (laughs) Well, like from where I'm from, because like I lived in like a small like I lived in I went to Mississippi State, which is in Starkville, Mississippi. It's a small town in Mississippi, but it's still a college town. So like it's a major state college in like a small town and there is that vibe from like local law enforcement and just from people in general who aren't associated with the college that like college kids are like liberal and annoying and they think they know everything. And it comes from a place of insecurity from people who weren't able to afford to go to college or like who didn't have that opportunity. Oh, that's fucked up. So like that's like that's that's how I took it, because in Mississippi, that's like a that's a big thing. Like a, there's like a lot of animosity towards people who move away and go to school. Yeah. Out of like insecurity. Maybe that definitely could be playing a role in his like general undertone of like hating the college kids. But I think that they meant these guys to be gay because like they legitimately have a full conversation about the fact that like they were at a party and then they decided to move away from campus so that they could be alone. And they were drinking wine by themselves in the park. And they were like, well, why were you doing that? And they were like, uh, uh, and then they arrested them. Oh, I think you might be right. Yeah. I see it now. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't clever enough to pick up on that. (laughs) That's I was too busy looking at Mike and Dave being like gay. I was like, (laughs) I had Mike and Dave tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. I would rewatch that scene and tell me if you now with those, I will. Yeah. And you guys, you can rewatch it too, because I don't know if I said this earlier, but this entire movie is free on YouTube. Oh, it's free on YouTube as well. The whole movie is free on YouTube. It's also free on Prime. Free on Prime. Would you would you encourage people to watch this movie, Ariana? I think that if so far this sounds like your jam, then yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. Oh my it. god, I can't get anything out of you. You're holding, <laughs> so, you're holding everything so close to the chest, and I'm trying to trick you into telling me, and you're like, no. Swear. I think that it's a great movie for people who like this kind of stuff. There we go. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So he puts the clown in jail, like in a jail cell, and he hits with the, those two guys. With the oh two my god, guys. those poor guys. I Imagine know. being in a jail cell, and they bring like a fucking creepy ass clown and they put him in the jail. But cell the funniest you. part is that the guys seem chill about it. And I guess that's like the funny part about it is they're just like, what are you in for? Like, they're like not worried about the fact that this <laughs> they guy seemed looks... worried to me. No, they literally <laughs> look at him and they go, what are you in for? And then the... I think they're making small talk. They seem terrified. <laughs> they were horrified when well, they were putting the clown. What in happens there. was the reason why it's funny is because so Mooney hits the clown in the head and the clown swivels his head around like exorcist style. And then he closes him in the jail cell and the clown like somehow like grows an arm and strangles Mooney like through the jail cell wall. And then while the, while the people in the jail cell are watching, and then as soon as he's done, then they look at him and they go, what are you in for? Like, yeah, that's the funny part. So they're terrified because he just killed someone. He doesn't grow an arm. It's like, it's like the, 
like party favor thing and then it turns into an arm and strangles yes. him yeah fabulous yeah. yeah good stuff so dave returns to the station he finds this is the best scene in the movie in my opinion good <gasps> shit um so he returns to the station he finds the clown using mooney's body as so a ventriloquist good. dummy it's so good wait quick pause i don't know if you remember the it's line scene- yes yeah. the line Literally, tell them the line hey i shit you not so there's a line earlier where mooney says they will make a dummy out of you, but I won't let them make a dummy out of me. And I literally took a note in my notebook that says, LOL, I hope this guy becomes a dummy later. <laughs> oh, Ariane, I'm ne- I've never been prouder of you. I could kiss you right on the mouth. Like, oh my God. Mwah, my girl. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But the whole time I was like, how are they going to do that? Because that would be kind of oh, yeah. savage, but they fucking did it. So they <laughs> have him with bloody fingerprints on his cheeks as like, little rouge and then they have like a like a like a ventriloquist puppet he's a ventriloquist dummy yeah yeah they have like lines of blood um on either side of his chin i guess to make it look like he has a wooden like talking mouth whatever yeah yeah he looks like he's got like the wooden like jaw yeah the clown has his hand in his head or back or spine from behind something because when He's done talking. He removes his hand and it's just like covered in blood. Good shit. And and Mooney says some really scary stuff to this officer. Yeah. I would say this is the scariest scene of the movie. That's why it's, yeah, that's why it's great. Yeah, him using this incredible stage actor as a puppet. And there's just a guy in a rubber suit just using him as a puppet. And it's perfect. So good. I forget what he says, though. He says, like, we only, he says, like, don't worry we just want to kill you or something yeah we, we just want to kill you it's something like that yeah. yeah because the whole time obviously like we said the clowns don't speak english so it's just like a lot of like like whatever and you don't really understand like their motive and then you hear the clown talk through the human and it's creepy as fuck because this guy's it's a like big turning point yeah yeah i like I like how they set this guy up. I think it made the audience hate this guy, obviously. And then they turn him into a dummy and it's like cathartic for the audience. It is cathartic. But it's also hilarious. And it's also great that this actor who's like so famous and like has been in a million things read this script and was like, this is hilarious. I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah. He's like, you want to put a clown's arm up my back? I'm going to talk to like <laughs> I'm a puppet. Ass? Great. Fucking yes. Let's go. <laughs> He's an alcoholic? Absolutely. I'm in. Yeah, he probably added the alcoholic part. He probably, like, improvised it's, that shit. No, it's so... It's it's like... It is the most perfect cop character I've ever seen in any yeah. horror movie. It's very good. The end. Yeah. And I will say, Ariana, I don't know if I've... Have I told you about the Halloween Horror Nights house? No. Is there a house of killer clowns? Ariana. Okay. Club members. If you know me and Ariana, you know that we are big fans of Universal Studio Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights, which they do every single year around Halloween. And they have these very big horror mazes, horror houses, and often they're themed to Universal properties. And maybe three years ago, they did a Killer Clowns from Outer Space house. Yo, I was going to say that because like at the beginning of this, when I was describing like the layout of the tent and shit, I was like, they should make a fucking house out of this. 
They did. Ugh. You go through the tent. There's cotton candy people. <laughs> there's clowns everywhere. Love it. There's all the gags. There's the shadow puppets. And also they pumped this cotton candy scent into the house. Oh, damn. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And they had people dressed as like the killer clowns outside. And they had the ice cream truck. Oh, outside. my God. It was Incredible. Yeah. I have photos. I will send them to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll post them on social media. Amazing. Oh my God. Wow. That's and insane. It, you know, like, I don't know if we brought it up, but there's like a whole scene with like a clown on a tricycle who gets in a fight with like a biker gang. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. It's really, it's really goofy and fun. Yeah. That guy with the, that clown with the boxing gloves was there. I took Aww. a photo with him. Cute. I love yeah. it. Was there like a scare zone with them or no? No scare zone. They just had the horror house and then the the ice cream truck and then a couple of clowns parked out front oh okay okay and it was really awesome and they had a you know what i can't tell you because we haven't finished this movie yet was there a room where (laughs) was there a room where like there's the the cocoon cotton candy pods hanging from the ceiling and they're swinging and there's like people hiding behind them and you have to like get through them you know those rooms (gasps) yes yeah they definitely did have like i don't think we were able to touch them but like Oh. They, there were like a lot of hanging cotton candy pods we had to like walk through walk through and you're like is there someone gonna pop out and you're like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i love that that's those are my favorite rooms i always shit my pants because you like can't mentally prepare yourself for no that. you can't when there's like eight mannequins and like one actor and you're uh, like fucking damn it there's yeah. nothing i can do <laughs> yeah literally uh so good so we hope right. you guys are as into haunted houses as we are everyone's we're like very get back into to the them. story Yeah. All right. So we have Dave. He shoots at the clown and he finds out that they die if they get shot in the nose. So there you go. There you go. Fun stuff. (laughs) It's like some parts of this movie are like so much thought and heart went into it. And some parts are like, that's just fucking funny. That's just fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's just goofy. They were like, but what if they die? They were like, how can we kill them? And they were like, what's their weakness? What is a clown's weakness? I've got it. The nose. So we actually haven't talked about these characters yet because I try to keep these things short, but there are two characters named Rich and Paul and they do drive an ice cream truck. Um, Yeah. And they actually become a little bit more relevant at the end. So Mike meets up with them and they're like his friends from college or whatever. Yeah. They're like a, they're like a threesome group. Mike has these two besties who have an ice cream truck. Well, Rich and Paul are brothers and Mike hangs out with them. Oh, they're brothers. Okay. That makes sense. They have the same, they run this ice cream truck and they like let girls onto it and tell them they can have all the ice cream they can get. I like when they ditch those girls. They're like, no, they ate too much of the ice cream. Like they're useless. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They run this ice cream truck and they're like, no, they, they didn't put out and they and they ate all of our ice cream. Yeah, it's definitely like a, a gig to get girls. Like, they constantly talk about that. So, yeah. and it's it's part of the fun, whatever. They feel like, um, like, great value brand um, T-Birds, like, from Greece. Yeah, yeah. Do you get definitely. that vibe? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think I gotta say, they're my least favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's why I didn't really talk about them up front. But they do, like, play a role in the ending. So they... They do. Basically, Mike meets up with them. And they're just driving around in the ice cream truck. And the ice cream truck is also clown-themed. So... (laughs) Of course. There's a giant clown on top of the ice cream truck. So they're using the, like, the truck speakers to, like, say that there's clowns on the loose that are killing everybody. And that's, like, a full scene. All right. So... Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, at Debbie's house, this scene is hilarious. This one got me good. 
I love this scene. Yes. So we're at Debbie's house. Debbie is showering because she's a teenager in a horror movie, and this is the 80s, obviously. You have to. I, whenever, <laughs> you have to. Whenever, whenever she turned that faucet on, I'm like, yep. Here we go. Here we go. The formula <laughs> is still good. It's still, still working. <laughs> so there's popcorn on her shower floor. And um, when she was shot at previously. Mm-hmm. And so she's like undressing to get in the shower and there's popcorn everywhere. So while she's in the shower, the popcorn spawns into baby clowns. <laughs> so the baby clowns are like this larval thing with like a clown face and like a snake body and they pop out at her from the toilet from the laundry basket one's in the shower i think i love the laundry basket baby clowns so much they're ridiculous and they're biting her and they have giant ass teeth and yeah they're they came they came to fuck shit up (laughs) yeah she tries to escape and she ends up actually getting out of there by throwing a towel over them and i was like hashtag vet men am i right (laughs) oh my god literally you guys your cats that are trying to kill us we vanquish them with towels towels burrito she basically burritos them in order to get get over them. no i do yeah i take a towel i toss it gently over them and then i wrap them in a little burrito yeah their little cute faces are so mad at me and i'm like well you're getting your steroid shot and that's all there is to it (laughs) they love it they love being burritoed a little spicy burrito <laughs> they do like being burritoed yeah. um i don't know that the um clown babies liked being burritoed no did you notice she also like took the shower curtain and like threw it at them oh yeah that's what i mean she like covered them with the shower curtain and then she shoved a t- she like threw a towel over the ones in the laundry basket and i was like this bitch is fucking yeah. smart this bitch is resourceful yeah yeah so then she runs out of her she is dressed by the way so she's fully dressed and she runs out of her bathroom and into like her living room and there's um a knock at the door i think and she answers the door and there's (laughs) three clowns holding (laughs) a pizza box and then a a baby clown pops out of the pizza box which is like the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen and obviously the (laughs) gift that i sent kate like an hour ago prior to this being recorded did you love it i was dying and then she screams and closes the door and then runs to like another window in her house and opens the window to like jump out of the window i guess and there's like four clowns holding like a trampoline like ready for her to jump (laughs) at the bottom like it's all just complete chaos and ridiculous it's so chaos yeah and so she ends up closing the window and then she turns around they're all in her house and then they like shoot her with a different type of ray gun that instead of like encases her in cotton candy like puts her in a giant balloon which i don't really understand i guess yeah so instead of making her cotton candy they like put her in a balloon and she and they like carry her around like a little silly balloon um this is the point of the movie where i turned to nick and i said is she their new queen <laughs> <laughs> killer and i'm like is is she the queen clown now yeah (laughs) i don't don't, i'm not sure i don't really understand how like i googled this because i was like i don't understand why they put her in a balloon more so than just not to kill the main character but apparently the main character i think yeah they were like we can't kill her yet so yeah there are other balloons though if you notice like once Mm -hmm. they're back in there's other balloons everywhere and you're like personal it's business yeah so Online, it says that they trap women so they can turn them into clowns so that they can mate with them. That's what the internet says. I have a big problem with that. (laughs) That's what the internet says. So you know it's right. What do they fucking know? (laughs) 
what do they fucking know? No, I'm so sorry, internet. Not today. I love this movie. What's your theory then? My theory is that she's a main character and this is a silly movie. And so they're like, well, we can't kill her, but she has to be the damsel in distress. So balloons, some of them go in balloons. Some of them go in balloons, period. That's my whole theory. So the bottom line of this movie is don't ask questions. That's Mm -hmm. the... That's the literal motto of this movie. Why would you ask questions? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't think too hard. Your brain will be sore. Just watch the silly clowns. It doesn't matter. Turn the people into cotton candy. (laughs) All right. So we have Mike and Dave, Rich and Paul, which is the brothers that drive the ice cream truck, witness Debbie being captured. And they follow the clowns to their spaceship, which they had relocated to a local amusement park. So now... yeah. When the clowns, who are in a clown car, by the way, and Debbie is in a giant balloon attached to the clown car. Um, so they get to their spaceship. They all get out of the car. It's hilarious. It's a clown car, whatever. It's so funny. I love it so much. <laughs> they all throw pies at the amusement park security guard, and the pies are acidic. Like, I don't know, yeah. but like the pies <laughs> basically dissolve this guy down to the bone. All right. Don't worry about it. Um, and then the boys show up and they see the just like a pile of like whipped cream and then bones. I love that because they very briefly play it straight. They're like, oh, look at all this pie. And they're like, that's not pie. And then they see like an arm, like a bony arm sticking out of yeah, the pie. Yeah, like a radius and ulna just chilling there. It's gorgeous. <laughs> so they follow them into the fun house um, and into their ship. I love that we end up in a fun house. Yeah, I so love this, this. Now we're at like a full amusement park. And mm-hmm. now they're like in their ship, though. And they're like creeping around in the fun house and at some point rich and paul press a button that's like on the wall that they just like can't help but press so they press this button and then a trap door opens and they fall through the floor and land these are the dumb ice cream truck guys guys yeah they land in a ball pit and they look up and there's two female clowns with 80s hair sitting <laughs> do have 80s hair. on the they edge do. of the pit <laughs> Who wink at them. So the female clowns are immediately flirting with these guys, which is like, oh my God. Okay. All right. It's hilarious. Do you see their boobs? Yeah. And they're, yeah, it's ridiculous. Their boobs. It's clearly two clowns from earlier who were not dressed as women. And now they have 80s hair and they have like balloons for boobs that like inflate. Oh, wait, really? I missed that. (laughs) Wait. These like balloon boobs that the guys drop in the ball pit and they like turn around their boobs like inflate and they're like, we are girl clowns now. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. No, it's delightful. Ugh. All right, all right. Because they because they end up coming out of it with just like smooch marks on their head. It's very like silly. It is hilarious. Yeah. At the end of it, when we get to see them again, they're covered in like big red lip kisses everywhere, (laughs) and it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So Dave and Mike are by themselves, and they keep going, and they make it to the cotton candy room, and they see a clown using a crazy straw to drink the gelatinized town people's blood from the craziest straw. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The crazy straw is like on a new level of crazy. And he's using one of these straws to like drink the blood of a cocooned person. So then they realize like, that's what they've been doing is like using these people as like sustenance. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the brothers, one of the ice cream brothers who are idiots actually puts it together and it's like, 
well, because they're, they're theorizing. They're like, why would the clowns be stopping here? What's going on? And then one of the dumbass goofy brothers just goes, what if they were just stopping by for a snack? And everyone yeah. just kind of gets real quiet. Because <laughs> guess what? That's exactly <laughs> what they're fucking doing. No, the best part was when he also theorizes that, like, because they were like, why do they look like clowns? And they were like, oh, maybe these clowns have visited us, you know, us in the past. And that's how the human race came up with the idea of clowns. Cause we've seen these aliens before. I love this movie. So I much, was like, I honestly, that's some good shit because this whole time I was like, yeah, but why are they clowns? Yeah. But why are they clowns? I'm like, tell me a reason why they're clowns. And when he said that, I was like, amazing. Cause they came first, which is honestly, I wish I had thought about it. Yeah. All these things that we associate with clowns are because of these aliens that have come to our race before and fuck shit up. I was hoping you would like that. Yeah, I love that. That was a good part. I was like, yes, I needed that. Because Ariana's always looking for a meaning. She's always, <laughs> she's always like, yeah, but why the fuck are you doing that? Tell me. And this movie is like, we we know exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> they have motives for these clowns. Yeah. they. I love it. They have clown history. It's, it's, it's good. Perfect. Yeah. It's good shit. They find Debbie and they rescue her by popping her balloon. And she's like she just gives like a half-hearted like oh i was couldn't breathe or like i was running out of air because the whole time i'm like she can't breathe like she only has a finite amount of air and they like hinted that a little bit and i was like thank you let's not ignore the fact that she had no air in there like thank you for giving me that small amount yeah david debbie's like i was taking very shallow breaths i just want everyone to understand what i went through yeah thank you for letting me out I have to go. I have to go now. Yeah. Yeah. She's not like begging them and being like, oh, my God, thank you so much. She's yeah. just like, cool. Yeah. Peruvian. Out of the balloon. Let's go. Right. But <laughs> also, Debbie. I'm glad that like they gave her a line like that, because the whole time I was like, she can't be still breathing. She's in a balloon. In yeah. yeah. Where's her ear? Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> ridiculous, Ariana. Rid- the whole movie is ridiculous. There we go. Also, don't ask you questions. You were just telling me about popcorn larvae. In a hamper. I can get behind popcorn larva, but don't put someone in a balloon because there's not enough air in there. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Um, so they find Debbie. They rescue her. They try to escape out of the Again. spaceship. <laughs> um, but then the clowns find them and they start chasing them. So they're being chased by like at this point, like 10 clowns. And they're running through the spaceship or the fun house. It's hard to say with like just Both. ridiculous things to get through. Like they have to go through like a big door followed by a medium door followed by a little door followed by a very, very little door, <laughs> just like stupid clown shit. Clown shit. Yeah. And so they're running away. Finally, they're like surrounded. And then Rich and Paul reappear by driving their truck through the wall of the spaceship question mark or Don't worry about it. the fun house, whatever. And they're covered in, like I said, giant red lipstick stains. And they were obviously making out with the girl clowns, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> And so right after that happens, a giant clown marionette named Jojo Jojo. descends from the ceiling of the spaceship. And this clown is referred to on the internet as Clownzilla. Clownzilla. Because it's huge. It looks kind of like Godzilla. And this is Charles Chiodo, right? Yes, this is the eldest brother of the brother brotherly trio that made this movie. Oh my god. It's he's like it's he lot. came through. Yeah. I cannot wait to tell you about the special effects of Clownzilla, but why don't you just like tell us what happens first? Okay. So Clownzilla 
picks up the truck and throws it across the room and the sure truck explodes and explodes a lot. It explodes. And we assume rich and Paul are dead. Um, then Dave is like, I'm going to distract him. And so he like shoots at the clown so that Mike and Debbie can escape out the hole that the truck made. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the ship is like starting to take off and Dave is picked up by Clownzilla. And I think at this point he's out of bullets or something. So yeah. he uses his police badge that had like a, a pin on it, a pin on it to pierce Clownzilla's nose, which <laughs> as we learned previously is their, their weakness. weakness. And so Clownzilla explodes and sure. the explosion destroys the spaceship and Mike and Debbie watch and they're assuming everyone's dead. And then a clown car drops out of the sky and Dave, Rich and Paul climb out somehow. Mm-hmm. Don't ask questions. Yeah, they're fine. We don't care. We don't know. We they're don't okay. even know. No, they're, they're fine. fine. And then the group watches as the ship continues to explode. And then pies fall from the sky and land on their faces. But these pies may or may not have acid in them. We don't the know. The end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask questions. <laughs> don't. I'm so glad you watched matter. this movie. I'm so glad you watched this movie. I've been dying for you to. I, I was like, she's going to fucking hate it. Kate's such a troll, though. Down. Kate says I'm a troll, but she's a troll because she wants me to fucking watch this movie. I can't. <laughs> Tell me you didn't like it. I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, it's enjoyable. This is a fun time. It exceeded expectations. Okay, tell Yay! me tell me about the Clownzilla situation. Holy shit. Let's talk about Clownzilla. Clownzilla is the climax of this movie. Clownzilla is so impressive. Am I it's it's not just me. Like Clownzilla is impressive. Yeah, it's like this crazy, like maybe puppet, maybe claymation situation. What is it? It's none of those. So it's this guy, it's this guy in a costume and he's on, he's lifted up on a platform, but the platform really isn't that high. And this is where the science part comes into it. I'm so excited to talk about it. So (laughs) they use an 18 millimeter lens, which is a wider lens. And so that makes him, the clownzilla appear really, really big. Okay. But That's not the biggest part. The biggest part is frame rate. So earlier, let's talk about frame rate. If you guys are into special effects, you're going to love this shit. So we talked earlier about like the sped up car chase. That's like a really simple example of people, you know, you're driving, you can't drive that fast because you're (laughs) renting a car and you're driving around like a neighborhood in California. And so instead of speeding and maybe hurting your rental car, you just speed up the footage. But that's a technique that's used a lot and very effectively, but it's not as easy as you might think. So the normal filming frame rate, frame rate super important, is 24 frames per second. Now, the clownzilla scene was 200 to 300 frames per second. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it all has to do with scale. It all has to do with how something moves by gravity. So if you drop something this high, how long does it take? to fall and then remember that you're using models and you're using things that are like half scale or a quarter of the size because the actor is not the full size of clownzilla but you want him to represent a character that's four times as big right so if you're shooting something with the velocity of x but you're using let's say a half model to keep it simple and the normal frame rate or the average frame rate is 24 frames per second 
and you're using a smaller scale, you have to up the frame rate. So you have to up it to about 48 frames per section per, per second or double. Mm, so it seems like it's falling slower. Exactly. So like the scene with Clownzilla, it looks like, like there's a great scene where he's like pounding on the ice cream truck yeah and and he's big and so it looks like he's got like a lot of inertia as he's moving and pounding on this truck but in actuality the actor is like like banging as fast as he can and then they're gonna slow down the frame rate oh and use a different lens that is so cool yeah it's like a science and an art yeah jesus christ i i also want to talk about um the spaceship, because the spaceship is my favorite part of this fucking movie. The part where it explodes, you mean? Yes! Yeah. And where it takes off, where yeah. you find out that the clown tent is a spaceship, which they've alluded to, but they haven't shown you. Shown it, right. Yeah, so the actual quote-unquote spaceship is like two and a half feet tall. It's like this big. And oh, wow. they, it's only like 180 degrees filled, and the other 180 degrees is hollow. Okay. And so what they did is they took this miniature and they got it really close to the camera so it looked big and they filled the hollow section the half the uh, the half that didn't have any exterior they filled it with fluorescent lights to make it glow okay and then they had a motor on it and they made it go really fast oh so it looks like a spaceship it shows the external of the spaceship but also the glow of all the lights but behind it going really 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 fast wow that is so cool. So the spaceship itself looks like it's glowing because it blends into one image. Exactly. Oh, and that's cool. There was a there was a scene I really liked where it's like the tent is their spaceship and they have these, you know, posts like it's a circus tent, but the posts are like these lights mm. and then it shows a spaceship taking off and all the lights like yeah, suck yeah. back into the spaceship. So the way they did that is they just, again, got it closer to the, they had like a, a black screen drop. They got it, they moved it closer to the camera. And then they had these fluorescent Christmas lights that they had a tube in the middle of the tent and they just sucked them in and then spun it with a motor. Oh my God. So And cool. then they composited it to film. So like this whole scene is set on like a boardwalk, right? Like a California boardwalk. Yeah. That California boardwalk boardwalk isn't real. It's all painted. Oh, really? It, it's a matte painting. So the only part that's real in that entire climax is the cars coming up into a parking lot. And then the whole Santa Cruz bar, boardwalk is a, is a matte painting. So basically the top half of that shot is a painting. And then they had that wow. model ship that they composited in. And then on top of that, they have these explosion effects and they have to have reactive lighting from the explosion effects onto this matte painting. Oh, damn. Yeah. Shit. That's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Wow. And it's very impressive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's very, very cool. That is so interesting. And if you guys are at all interested, like you can look all this up on YouTube. They have a lot of really great videos. They have interviews with a couple of the special effects artists and um, from this movie one of the brothers specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah, from from Killer Clowns. They they even showed like the model of the spaceship, which is really neat. Oh wow! So you can find a lot of this online. So I encourage people who are interested in special effects, visual effects, optical effects. They do a lot of perspective work in this movie, like a ton of perspective work. It's just very impressive how over the top and special effecty this movie is. Mm-hmm. 
with the budget that it had, but also with the um, technology that it had. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it's um, three people who are very good at what they do and they wanted to showcase that. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And they had directors who understood the value of the special effects and believed in them and trusted in them. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because a lot of it, and you can find videos of this, like the Clownzilla scene, there's like entire sequences of them just filming that scene on YouTube. And you can see the director like in real time working with these artists and being like, okay, well, what if we tried this? Like they're just figuring it out as they go. And I, I don't know. I admire the absolute crap out of that. I think that's super neat and something that's kind of lost in today's horror. Yeah. So something I really like and something that makes this nostalgic and fun. And one of the main reasons that I fucking love this movie and I'm so glad we finally covered it. I'm so glad. (laughs) All right. Before you tell me, cause like, girl, I want to know, I want to know what you think. And I understand this is not your type of movie. And honestly, I'm just glad that you didn't give it a zero because I know it's not going to be a zero. And that makes me happy before we get there. I have my top gags, my top clown oh, gags. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. I also have <laughs> I also have two favorite quotes also. Oh my God. No, do your quotes first. I want to hear okay. your quotes. <laughs> Let me say first, this doesn't count as my quote, but so I started counting how many times a character said, calm down in this movie <laughs> because it was hilarious. It was like, it was like Mike told Debbie to calm down. Like Dave told Debbie to calm down. Like Dave called, told Mike to calm down. Like they're all just it was at least six times calm down yeah so it was at least six times so if you guys want to play a drinking game you can play the calm down drinking game with this movie anyway that's good that's a great drinking game i love that yeah all right so my two favorite quotes i wrote them down verbatim they're both from debbie all right here we go they're both from debbie this one is debbie says lead the way chief running at the mouth oh yeah i like that one what the fuck was that and then Bart got me. Debbie says, have you ever seen anything like this before? Mike has, Mike says no. And then Debbie says, that's because no one has. What the <laughs> fuck, Debbie? <laughs> Debbie's on another level. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I would put Debbie in a balloon and make her my queen. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Debbie knows more than everybody. That's because no one has. Anyway, I just thought those were fucking funny. I like that too. I honestly <laughs> wouldn't have thought of those. That's because no one has. That's Debbie immediately no is like reading the situation. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, mm. but also to be like a savage and be like, have you seen this? That's because no one has like, I love that shit. But anyway, I all lo- right. she, oh, she's totally a savage. Like when she goes up to officer Dave, her ex-boyfriend and she's like, oh my God, we saw these clowns and they were murderous and blah, blah. blah. And he's like, where were you? And she's like, at Lover's Lane. <laughs> Lover's Lane. Is that really what they called it? I missed that. They That's... called it the top of the world. Oh, yeah. The top of the world. Oh, We're at the yeah. top of the world. And Dave's like, oh, with him? And Debbie's like, oh, God. Oh, oh I'm so embarrassed. Yes. And, like, she, like, moves on from the clown attacks. And she's like, can you just, like, Dave, like, for God's like, sake, like, you're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I'm so glad that you appreciated Debbie. I was worried that you would have a problem with the damsel in distress thing. No, I like it. I like it because it's over the top and it's it's funny because it's meant to be that way. So I like it. That's right. Yes, I love this. I'm so glad that you appreciate Debbie. There's there's so much fun to be had in this movie. Like this is a very fun movie. (laughs) Like I I will be honest, the more the more space I've had from Antichrist. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm bringing it back. The more space I've had from Antichrist, the more that I can appreciate it. Oh, okay. I, like I, I do appreciate. I hate Lars von Trier. I hate him. Sure, That's, sure, sure. That I will say left. that ruined it for me a little bit when you told me all that I'm shit. Sorry, about him. I just fucking hate him. But like the performances and the in the depth of Antichrist and like how it made me feel and how it made me think. I don't know. Like I, I can really. I do appreciate that side of horror and what that has to bring. I really, really do. And honestly, Ariana, I'm just so excited that you're here and you're going to be bringing that darkness <laughs> to the pod. <laughs> I love that because I wouldn't do that on my own. So, like, I'm just very grateful for that. And at the same time, I'm just so grateful that you would let me bring this, like, multicolor ridiculousness. <laughs> Because it's so dumb. Hell yeah, we have to balance this shit out. And it we tied twice, it. so clearly people want both. It, honestly, I think I want both. Yeah. I think I want both, yeah. Yeah, same. So all to say, I have I have a couple, of, I have three of my top gags from this movie. All right. Because Antichrist, not a lot of gags. <laughs> <laughs> no gags, to be exact. Zero gags from Antichrist. <laughs> But this movie is like gag, gag, gag central. So my top three. So a quick honorable mention to the balloon animal dog. Oh, that was a good one. Like from conception to execution with the latex legs. I think that's fucking hilarious. Yes, I agree. That got me early on. That made me laugh. So that's my honorable mention. Number three, the shadow puppet scene. Oh, so good. It's iconic. It was featured in the Halloween Horror Nights house, as it should have been. Wait, really? That was featured. The dummy scene was in it. The dummy scene? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which brings me to number two, my top gag, which is the ventriloquist scene, the dummy scene with Officer Mooney. Damn, how is that not number one? There's a different number one. So <sighs> it's very close. So okay. that was such a great scene. But there's a scene that you didn't bring up that I watched twice. And that's the feminist puppet show. I was going to say, it's the fucking puppet show. It's the fucking puppet show. Yes. So there's a puppet. This, that's my absolute favorite. It made me laugh so much. So there's a puppet show in this movie because not enough clown gags. There's a puppet show and this guy walks up to this puppet show and the whole show is like a female puppet and a male puppet. And the male puppet keeps trying to like hook up with the female puppet and she pushes him away. And then he's like, I don't care. And like tries to go grab her. And she disappears and then comes back with a gun. <laughs> like a ray gun, like the ones they had been using to turn people into. And her face is different. Her face is, her like, face is like horrifying. Yeah. And she shoots She's out. so angry. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I love it so much. I love the message it sends. I was not expecting it. I was ready to be angry and be like, that's not funny. I but know. Like, I, I was like, the same way. That's, that's Wait, tell them funny. how it ends. Tell them how the rest of it ends. She shoots the puppet and the puppet disappears. And then the person laughing, the person watching it in this gazebo alone is like laughing and thinks it's funny. But then the, this clown pops up and the entire puppet shows like stage, the cardboard stage like falls apart. And then he shoots the guy. Yeah. But it's funny because after the female puppet shoots the male puppet, he's laughing. And then the female puppet just like turns with the gun towards the guy slowly <laughs> And the guns like aimed at him, but it's hilarious because this puppet's like face is like so angry and ugly it's so and mad. it looks like it's like angry staring at him. But yeah, that this is a good part too, especially because the 
clowns are so much taller than you think they are. But this scene They're really big. showcases that. Like he stands up and he's like imposing the entirety. Like he's like eight or nine feet tall. I loved that scene. That was a good one. So much. I, I thought about putting it in there, but I was like, I can't talk about every single fucking gag, but it was good. Yeah, but I got to talk about that one because I fucking uh, yeah. love that one because <laughs> I was ready to be upset. I was ready. I was like, no, I don't remember being I don't remember this like sexist, it's like rapey up. scene. Yeah. And then that puppet's like, no. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. kill you. I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill you, too. I love yeah. that. But it like slowly turns towards him and it's like, oh, fuck. It's so funny. Yeah, it's so good. Guys, please. It's free on YouTube. Educate yourself. It's fabulous. <laughs> so. Um, just a couple of quick things I want to add. There's been talks of sequels for this movie. Again, this movie's from 1988, but as recently as 2016, Steven Chiodo has been like, we want three more movies and a TV series. I could see, I could see a TV series for sure. I don't know. Oh, like a sequ- I don't know if I want a sequel I don't or a want remake. A sequel. I don't want any of them. I don't want either of those. I feel like a remake would suck, but I could see how like Gen Z and millennials would be into it. That's fair. That is fair. I, I just appreciate the practical effects yeah. so much. That's like my, that is my favorite part of this That's movie. That's a big part of, yeah. It's a big part for me that I would be devastated to watch this in CGI. I would be devastated. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same. No, it wouldn't be the same. But maybe, you know, sci-fi, like the channel is talking about maybe getting, the, they want the rights to make at least one sequel. So. Damn. Like 30 years later, whatever. And then as I've said, the video game, I'm so excited. The video game is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome because you still haven't played Friday the 13th, the game with me, have you? No, I haven't. But I will say when I was researching this, I did see like what the images look like of the video game and it looks really awesome. Yeah. It looks really, really good. So, and, and it's still in beta. Well, those are alpha images, but I'm fingers and toes crossed. I get to be a beta tester for this. Game. <laughs> like I apply. You should write an essay movie. about, <laughs> we should just send Don't them this recording. Tempt me. Yes. Be like, this is my audio essay. Please, yeah. <laughs> please give me the game. I really, please. please, I will do you. I will give you good advice. I will give you good feedback. <laughs> Well, Ariana, you've, I feel like you've hinted, you've kind of like given me a, like a general idea. Don't you want to know what critics thought? You know, I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I don't. So this is again, a movie that like nobody around me knows about and it feels special to me, but it's, it's not like it's special to a lot of people, but I just don't like the idea. No one talks about it. And I just don't like the idea of a bunch of critics thinking that it's low budget and flat. They don't get it. Yeah, I'm I'm really worried about that, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like, it made $43 million on, like, a $1.8 million budget, so yeah. clearly it did all right, but I'm worried because nobody talks about this movie, so just, like, just tell me. Just tell me what no, it is. No, guess. I want you to guess. <sighs> okay, so we're doing critics and audience. We're yeah. doing Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, this is really hard. I'm going to say audience likes it. I'm going to say audience likes it. I'm going to say audience gave it, like, a 76 and I'm going to say critics had a problem with it and they gave it like a 60%. Wow. You got those numbers perfect, but it switched. <gasps> oh my God. Did it really? I kind of hate that. That's bad. But critics, like, yay. 76, audience 60. Are you joking? No, <laughs> I'm not joking. So right yet so wrong. Wait, so critics <laughs> liked it more than the audience did. Yeah. Because they don't get it. Okay. That makes me feel like, like a snob. Like I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I'm above everybody else for liking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> whoever's on my side it's like if the critics are on my side i'm like mm, i'm smarter than everyone and if the audience is on my side i'm like critics are snobs and they don't get yeah. it <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected those ratings. I really wouldn't have. Yeah. No. Did you? Did I expect the ratings? Yeah. I feel like I do feel like this movie defines what it's going to be like. It's very upfront about what it is and it doesn't try to be something that it's not. So I could see why critics would like let it be underrated, I guess, until they saw it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it comes like with not a lot of <laughs> not a lot of high expectations and then when it exceeds your expectations you're like oh shit that was pretty good so i could see why critics would like it okay why do you think i'm surprised that audiences gave it a 60 percent? that's an f i think audiences are i mean we've we've done this before though i mean it's not with the way that it works it's not like rate this out of 10 it's like did you like this movie or not and 60 percent of the people said yes which is still the majority so i don't think it's okay like a negative score by any means especially for a b horror movie i think that's pretty good honestly okay all right i'll try not to be too butthurt <laughs> <laughs> but guys if you haven't seen this movie please watch this movie it's worth an hour and 30 minutes of your life yeah it's Wouldn't not a super agree? long movie yeah no it's short yeah okay all right it's time <laughs> I will let you go first because I'm curious. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go first. So you go first. This is the part where we talk about our rating, our personal rating. All right. So similar to what I said before, this movie, I, I went into it with low expectations because I obviously thought it was going to be more of like a slasher movie and not be self-aware and be not as funny as it was. And I thought it was going to be more gory. And I thought things were going to be like more jokey about the kills and the kills were going to be more savage. And I thought it was going to be more sexist. And I like that there was female characters that were actually good final girls. And I don't know. I thought it was a really good. Mm -hmm. I thought the characters were written well. Um, I think that the practical effects were really cool. And I really like learning more about them. And I liked the costume design and the mask design. And I thought that was really cool. And I like that they really thought through, like each clown had a different name. They really did, like you said, stick to like the clown spoofs and like the antics that normal clowns would do. So mm -hmm. I thought it was really funny. And I did laugh out loud a few times, which is hard to make me do with horror movies. Unless... She doesn't do that unless she's like making fun of you. She's laughing at you. <laughs> or that's I easy. laugh out loud because it's so scary that I'm like, holy fuck. Like, that's when I laugh at horror <laughs> movies. Not like an actual laugh. Not like a good laugh. Right. <laughs> but It's like a compulsion. It's like, oh, yeah, I yeah, got to exactly. make a noise and I can't scream. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that being said, obviously, like this type of horror movie is not like one that I would reach for when I'm looking for a horror movie to watch. Like, and it's also not a movie I would reach for when I'm looking for a comedy to watch. So it it's hard to define in like my like repertoire of what I'd normally want to watch. Sure. That being said, if like I came to Kate's house and we watched this movie and we drank and it was <laughs> hilarious, I would love that experience. So I, I wouldn't be like, Oh, this movie is stupid or boring or whatever. So I think if you like this type of vibe and this sounds like based on what we're describing, like funny, you know, if you like goofy B horror movies that are for fun, then I think you would love, love, love this movie. I think this movie is at the top of those groups of movies. So, I mean, 
I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. Wow. That's great. That's great. Oh, that's crazy great. straws. <laughs> crazy straws. They are crazy. They're the crazy, crazy straw scene is hilarious. I think this movie is a 10 out of 10 for its genre. Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah, specific yeah. type of horror movie. But the reason I'm giving it a seven is because like, it's just not my vibe and I'm just, it's not, just not your vibe. The kind of person who likes these kind of movies, but I think it's a great movie. Respect. Yes. Ah! Oh my God. <laughs> Ariana, that's better than I could ever have wished. <laughs> I was so prepared, especially after the stink I made about antichrist. Cause that shit traumatized me. No, it didn't. I was it did Ariana. <laughs> I asked Nick cause Ariana has been asking about my husband, Nick. She's like, what does Nick think about these, about that movie? And I asked him, every day and today I asked him like what do you think about Antichrist and he said I'm still processing <laughs> oh my god no he's still and he like brings things up about it so all that to say that I this is my kind of movie yes and I'm so appreciative that Ariana was open to it and <laughs> and accepted it with open arms for what it is because it is very goofy very silly I, I agree with everything you said that for what it's trying for that, for the class of movie that it is for the genre of movie that it is. I don't think you can do it better. Yeah, I agree. And it's super rewatchable. Such a, it's fun to watch alone. It's fun to watch with friends and it's just a good time. And I love, I am a big fat sucker for practical effects. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's not even a joke. Like <laughs> it's such a bias. <laughs> it's not even fair. So unsurprisingly i'm going to give killer clowns 10 out of 10 popcorn guns oh yes <laughs> popcorn, bazookas. popcorn guns the, the popcorn bazookas are great especially like looking at the matte drawings that they made of the guns like oh my god so much heart and soul went into this movie yeah and it's like those are my people you know what i mean like yeah. they could be part of our club and i just love Aww. that yeah great artists Great artist, yeah. talented artist that shaped this genre and made me have a really, really good Friday night. So thank you guys so much. And Aww. thank you to the club. Honestly, I've been pitching this movie for so long. <laughs> I'm so glad you let me cover it. I'm not joking. I really am drinking champagne right now. She really I'm is. I'm so excited. I really she am. She really is. <laughs> so excited. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just so grateful to have this opportunity to cover this movie that means so much to me. So thank you. <laughs> thank you guys for letting Aww, me do it. That's very nice. <laughs> and now the tough part. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Ariana, we are heading right on over to our website. That sexy <laughs> website you designed. I don't know if you remember it. Oh yeah. Do you remember it? Do you remember oh, yeah, that I website do. you designed? Yeah. 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 It's sure. called nightlighthorrormovieclub.com. But you want to go to the scoreboard section because now's the time where we're going to slot it in somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. And this is going to be number 87. Oh, boy. Oh, We've boy. We've covered 88 movies. One of them did not make it the list because it pissed me off too much. And then this one's going to be 87. Yeah. Somewhere. The 87th movie. Right. Where are you thinking? Hmm. Like, I think that. Where's Troll 2 on this list? Is it pretty low? Oh, it's it's low. It's low because of Chris. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's gotcha. 81 because of Chris. Got it. Okay, for me, this is significantly better than Troll 2, but it definitely has Troll 2 vibes. Like, I like it for the mm -hmm. same reasons I like Troll 2, but mm -hmm. it has better practical effects and better character development and is better overall. So, But that one's really low. That one's way too low. I don't want it that low. What if we go, like, let's start in the middle and okay. say, like, Let's say Black Phone. We just saw Black Phone. I was going to say, like, this is like Little Shop of Horrors vibes, but like, I think okay. I like this better than Little Shop of Horrors. <gasps> Holy shit, Ariana. Yeah. 
Because Ariana and I watched Little Shop of Horrors in a cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen of it Horrors. ever since I was little, but it's kind of similar, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I would agree. And Little Shop is really, really high up. It's number 29. You're right. I'm looking at that now. Right. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of ones that are underneath this one. There are. Well, there's like autopsy. Of, I, I don't know. I think that around Little Shop is a good spot because yeah. there's like Creep, The Descent, Carrie, but it's still below Oculus, Babadook, Midsommar, Hereditary, Scream, Carrie, Right. you know, Conjuring, The Thing. It's below all of that, but it's above... Ooh, Blair Witch, though. Oh, shit. It can't be about Blair Witch. I'm sorry. That's what I mean. Like, there's things on here that are so much. Okay. Um, Let's go to Drag Me to Hell. Okay. It's a similar comedic core energy. No, it's not. But how do you feel? Better or worse than Drag Me to Hell? I, Drag Me to Hell is, like, very nostalgic for me. So yeah, it's probably same. better than Drag Me to Hell, but I love Drag Me to Hell. So in my I mind, know, it's same. worse. <laughs> what about Bly Manor? Um, I think this is better. I think Bly Manor is better than this. Okay. 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 That makes more sense. Girl, I don't know. You're going to have to help. Fuck. Um, I'd be okay putting it between Blair Witch and 28 Days Later. (gasps) That's so high. Yes. I would be fine with that also. Okay. Okay. Do number 41. 41. Yes. 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 I am totally happy with that. Great. Oh, I'm thrilled. I really thought it would be in like the 80s. I'm so happy. <laughs> no way. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Oh, that makes me so happy. Well, <laughs> you guys, I'm so glad that you stay tuned for this absolute chaos, this mess to get to where we are today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And if you've stayed this late, I hope that you will recommend it to others. And if you do recommend it to others, please ask them to write a review. It actually is super helpful, helpful for us for the algorithm that be and ariana babe we got a new review bitch <gasps> stop it we got a new review good? bitch no, one star <laughs> yeah one i make star. that joke every time <laughs> and when you guys giving me one star i don't make that joke so here we go <laughs> this one is from a woogie four 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 five. Oh damn who's that <laughs> my best friend <laughs> Title, Staying Spoopy with the Best Horror Podcast. Oh, She writes, love the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. So rarely do we have strong female voices in the horror community. Oh, shit. With some awesome exceptions. <laughs> and listening to Kate and Ariana dissect horror films, Sinister Tales, True Crime, looking at you, Emma, or Spooky History, that's all you, Ariana, <laughs> is one of the highlights of my week. Oh, love that. Oh. She continues, my sister and I are huge horror fanatics, and I love seeing the other feminine horror energy out there. That's so sweet. Yes. Wow. Thank you guys for putting in such amazing work into this podcast. You really feel the love in it, and I'm happy to be, happy to be part of the club. Excited for the Killer Clowns from Outer Space episode. Oh, my episode. God. <laughs> so I just want to dedicate this episode to Woogie4445. Yes. You made my day. I've been dying to cover this episode. I'm so glad other people are hyped for it. And I'm so glad we're putting out that strong, horror, feminine energy out there. Hell, yes. Into That's it. Right. That was a... Such a great review. I love it. It made me really happy. It made me really, really happy. And I saved it. So thank you so much. And I do encourage you guys, if you're inclined to at least give us a rating, it does really help us spread the energy, spread that angry feminist energy everywhere. (laughs) And one more quick thing, if I could. Yeah. The clown horror continues. (gasps) 
Oh boy, what's next? Terrifier 2 babies. Ooh. Terrifier 2. It's time. Yes, clowns on so clowns. So we got my friend Max, aka High Five if you're still alive on TikTok. He's fucking hilarious and I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> she really is. He's fucking funny and I love him and he picked a movie and he picked terrifier 2 i'm so glad he did i've been dying to watch that movie and we're going to be covering that me ariana and max very very soon so please stay tuned we can't get enough clown horror and i'm so excited to watch that movie and that's going to be a fucking good time yes i'm really excited as well i've heard very good things about that movie yeah and if you guys have a different movie that you want us to cover if you have any thoughts on today's show I want to know about it. Ariana wanna, wants to know about it. So just drop us a line. Again, it's Nightlight Horror Movie Club at gmail.com. We want information on mini episodes too. What do you guys want to talk about? I want to talk about it. So <laughs> let us know. Let us know. <laughs> so you would say overall, Killer Clowns was a better experience than you expected. Oh, yeah. Exceeds expectations for sure. Exceeds expectations. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Well, do you have any final notes? No, I think I'm good. Two and a half yeah, hours. <laughs> yeah, two and a half hours. I think oh that boy. ought to do it. Yeah. That ought to do it. <laughs> well, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for supporting the club and letting us talk about clowns for two and a half hours. We love you. And until next time, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.